Testicles, testicles. Okay. <laughs> Down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. That's over. Uh, guys, I hope everybody's all right, can hear us. We had a, I had a restart Mixler, so some people say it's working. Some people say it's not, but whoever said it's working, I agree with you. Anyway, this <laughs> is THT Movie Review. Uh, you got, There we go. It's working now. Everybody, uh, refresh, refresh, people. If you're in the uh, chat room, please refresh. And, uh, yeah, I got Anthony with me, and we also have a Smart. Anthony, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Going on, Box Smart? What's up, Smart? What's up, man? Yes, sir. It's going to be a good time. This is going to be a good time. This is going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, Goddamn. We're going to do fucking... A show we were talking about uh, last week, the week before, Chappelle's show. So I guess Chappelle's we should, uh, Chappelle's show. yeah, let's start it off the right way then. What do you think, guys? Definitely. Chappelle's show. Chappelle's show. Chappelle's show. Chappelle's show. Let's start the show. There you go. Let's start the show, he says, people. Yes. 
And I agree. This uh, this should be fun. But I um. Hey, uh, box. Yo. Before we start, uh, you better not bring your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he did that, man. He, he. This is a show. Only went. Was it thirty or a little less than thirty? Let's see. Twelve. One. Tw- twelve in season one. Thirteen. So that's twenty-five, right? 28 episodes, uh, and David Chappelle really was only a part of season one and season two, 25 episodes. Uh, just, I, I mean, one of you guys probably knows the story a little better than me. I'll be honest, I wasn't really keeping up. I know he went a little, uh, did he kind of go like crazy or, I mean, like it Martin Lawrence? No. In my uh, opinion. get into that. But he didn't go crazy. We're going to get into that as we uh, go into the go through the progression of the show. But no, my opinion, he didn't go crazy. Yeah, I don't think he went crazy either. I, I, I have kind of a detailed theory on this, and we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. All right. We'll do that. I guess, um, man, it's like I don't even know where the fuck to start. The Chappelle Show, I, I, I don't have the IMDB or anything on it. I just watched it. I'm just going to go. Because this show definitely doesn't need an IMDb. Uh, he had Charlie Murphy on this show. Um, Darnell Rollins. Yep. Personal favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, b- by the way, both have been on NYPD Blue. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to keep up with the gimmick, bro. Six motherfucking degrees in NYPD Blue. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> the show not even ten minutes old. You know. We have our first yeah. NYPD Blue reference. You know, it's so, funny. I'm let's sitting... play a game. I, we... Every time Fox mentions NYPD Blue tonight, take a shot. Dude, I can bacon game NYPD Blue. I'm telling you. You know how bacon game every... You have seven moves to connect it to Kevin Bacon? Yeah. I can do that with NYPD Blue. I'm watching Blue Bloods, which basically should be just called NYPD Blue 2. Should be up to about five shots by now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this show gave us some... Uh, look, tell you what, let's do this. The first season gave us uh, characters and skits like the black-white supremacist, which was the... Uh, Clayton Bixby. Yep, yep. That, this was episode one. So you yes. really got a taste, starting with episode one, of what this show was going to be about. Uh, just so I don't take over, why don't you guys talk about this, uh, the black-white supremacist skit? <laughs> well, Go ahead. What is there to say? The uh, black-white supremacist, Clayton Bixby. I mean, this is honestly, for my money, one of the funniest skits ever produced in the modern era of television. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Smart? Would you agree with that statement? Or am I overhyping this segment? No, that, that that's definitely one of my favorites. It, it's interesting because the very first skit on that episode was a parody of those old Mazda commercials. I don't know yep. if anybody remembers those, mm-hmm. but they had like essentially it was just like three twenty-something-year-old people, and there was like some lady that was doing some ridiculous fucking dancing, mm-hmm. some dumbass techno music. Yeah, <laughs> he parodied that. It, it came with one of my favorite lines because he's like. That strange dancing to make my penis off. I, I like, <laughs> like when, when her titty pops out and he starts talking about Come on. Come on. Hold on. Let's see if I can find that. 
a blooper. I of felt a guilty like I did that shit with my mind. Come <laughs> on, titty. Come he on, dropped, titty. See, luckily we have the, uh, we got the stereo mix that worked in this week, so here we go. Ooh. Thank you. God damn. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. Let's get this, uh, let's get to that part right there. Hell show. This is the very first episode. I finally got my own show. And I mean, I'm serious. When I say this is my show, be there this is second my guy. show. I can show y'all whatever I want. As a matter of fact, I got a feeling we can play all the Dave Chappelle shit we want. Ain't nobody going to kick us off YouTube. It's a bleeper of a bleeper. <laughs> Last Mitsubishi clip real quick. All right, right here, the left titty pops out. And his face is hilarious. He's like, oh, God. Yeah. He looks like John Travolta for a second. No, fuck that. He was looking, he was studying that titty like <laughs> it was fucking phenomenal. Here you go. You know, the worst part about that, I felt guilty like I did that with my mind. Because the whole time she was dancing, I was like, come on, Teddy. Come on, Teddy. <laughs> Oh, that was fucking great. <laughs> Some of the, you know, his voice, just just his voice is funny. And, you know, obviously, you know, this uh, Dave Chappelle, half-baked, and he was the crazy funny comedian with the crazy hair in um, uh, Nutty Professor, the first one. Uh, that was another amazing fucking role for him. He just went out there, and you could tell he just said, fuck it, I'm going out there doing all this. And the funniest thing, the funny thing about Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is, I mean, obviously he's an extremely talented guy, but he had been around for years mm -hmm. and really couldn't catch a break. And literally he blew up over he was literally the definition of an overnight sensation with this show, because before this, he did have big, which let's be honest, um, us listening to the show, doing the show, we like it. But it's more of a cult classic. It's not a movie that made millions upon millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And really up until. Chappelle's show, he really didn't have much of a career in terms of like hits and people things that people would know. Yeah, yeah, not really. I mean, he he had done a few things, obviously, um, but yeah, the, that movie and a lot of things. But he broke out. So this show, right, let's give a few of the the characters that came out of this show. You had Rick James. That he Yitch. here we go. I got it. I'm Rick James. Um, Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> now here we go. I, I'm gonna click through. Gotta... Fox, free crack giveaway. <laughs> it with a conscience. <laughs> that was good, smart. I got a uh, little soundboard here. Every time I click on one of these characters, it's gonna give a quick clip. So I'll go ahead and do it. Tyrone Biggums. I want some crack. <laughs> Sam motherfucking Jackson. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> fucking fat bitches in no time. I got a bunch of clips to play. I'm looking to just have a bullshit fun tonight. The Player Haters Club. What was the name of that character? Um, uh, Silky Johnson, I think. I think so. Here we go. 
Reach for the sky, honky. <laughs> this was a, that was a great episode. I will say what my favorite part of that skit, it was actually, it was like an outtake they had on the DVD uh, mm-hmm. bonus features. It was him and Patrice O'Neill. I forget who Patrice O'Neill was playing, his character name. But he was like, uh, Dave Chappelle walks by him with his women. And he's like, your bitches look like a Skittle box. And he turns around and he says, I would say something about your bitches, but it appears that you ate them. Have a good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was good to see Patrice O'Neill on, on the show, man. I forgot he was. He had a bunch. He really gave a lot of people a shot to be on. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, uh, um, both. Of people. Yeah, they were Opie and Anthony guys, but yeah, a couple of real good comedians. And yeah, white people. White people, he gave a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God white we finally gracious. got the opportunities we so desperately need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hey, all. Yeah, uh, smart. Uh, box. No, go ahead. Do you guys uh, finally forgive us? Is the white guilt over? Is the white guilt over? Um, <laughs> is the Chappelle show make up? Does it make everything square? You know what's funny is like this is an entirely different tangent for an entirely different evening, but I feel like a lot of the people who talk shit about white male privilege are like white women that are just trying to throw us under the bus. Like, yeah, if you have a problem with the way that white people have been acting, chances are, for the most part, if you're in a minority, it's not you're not like dividing it between men and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's just keep going here. We also got Prince out of the. Uh... The the, the the true Hollywood stories. Bitches. <laughs> we got Little John from him. He he really looked like he enjoyed doing this character. He did this character a lot. So we got Little John. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Little John, I mean, let's be honest. This is probably at the tail end of Little John's relevancy. So <laughs> He even got the real Little John on there once. Uh, he did Black Gallagher. Black Gallagher, bitch! <laughs> Got warrants. Yeah, and Tron. Get out of my face, nigga! <laughs> <All right. laughs> yes. I'm making juice, bitch. Now, yes. I, like I said, I have a ton of clips. Um, should we probably just get right to the main... I mean, let's face it. We got a lot of characters out of him, but most people remember the... Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories of Rick James and Prince. Definitely. So let's go ahead. And and if you've never seen the Wayne Brady episode, dig that motherfucker up. Dig that motherfucker up. That is so fucking funny with Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady is just, you know... Everyone knows who Wayne Brady is. You know, let's make a deal. Whose line is it anyway? Drew Carey's bitch. Drew Carey's bitch. But um, (laughs) in this skit, Wayne Brady's being himself, and suddenly Wayne Brady took over, quote-unquote, air quotes, (laughs) took over the Chappelle show because uh, Dave had left. Funny how that became. It was interesting because it was kind of a callback because in Mm -hmm. an earlier skit he said that Wayne Brady made Brian Gumbel look like Malcolm X. Right. Paul Mooney Mooney had said that in um, Ask a Black Guy, I think was the name of it. Ask a black dude. <laughs> Ask a black dude. Thank you. Um, so yeah, there was that, and um, he, Wayne Brady. Dave finally comes back. He, I gotta get my show back, and he gets his show back. But he does this whole skit with Wayne Brady, where Wayne Brady they're driving around in the car, they're about to go have a drink, and Wayne Brady just, oh Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle goes, uh, you 
you passed the movie theater with our turn. It's it's okay, it's okay, Wayne says. And then he starts shooting people, <laughs> fucking drive-bys. <laughs> then he's fucking... <laughs> oh, stop at that ATM. I need some money. Oh, I'll get you some money. He pulls up to his bitches and gets money. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny. Cause, and I don't know if you watched um, uh, Wild and Out. Did you watch it, uh, Smart? A little bit, yeah. Because I don't know. It just seemed like this is around a time where Wayne Brady was taking a lot of shit from the black community. So that's why he kind of more or less did this skit. Well, he, I mean, he liked to poke fun at himself and to kind of like say, look. Hey, I'm harder than you think I am, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the best parts of that, where he's picking up the money from the girls that was the one girl that holds out on him. He's like, you better thank Dave Chappelle. Let me see. Hold on. Okay, bitch. <laughs> wait, wait. Thank you. I have to get out this car. All right. I forgot. We got to play that one. <laughs> All right. Thank Here it you, is. Baby. Oh, oh, Raquel, what's this? Mr. Franklin's lonely. It's, he's, there's only. Sorry, Daddy. What do you mean, sorry? What do you mean, sorry, Daddy? What the hell did you just. Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch? I'm gonna have to get out this car and choke it. I'm not violent. I try not to be. I'm a, you know what? Wait, come okay. on, man. Come no, 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 on, no, 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 I'm gonna get out this car right now. Come on, please. Please. <laughs> come on, just, just let us let slide. <sighs> <laughs> You better thank Dave Chappelle. <laughs> thank you, Dave. And I like your show. Run, bitch! Run for your life! Get some help! <laughs> run, bitch! Run! Run for your life! Get some help! No. But, oh, my God. That's... And then... I wonder, the, I wonder how many white people just, like, looked at that scene and just cried, like, Wayne, uh, you're one of the good ones. What uh, happened to And you? then Weebs is bringing up the next part of that scene where he's in there, like, training day. As you know, doing the Denzel Washington, making him do drugs and shit. Holy fuck! That's another great fucking here. I got, I got it right here. Here, let me see if I can get to. Uh... <laughs> Dave, I didn't know that you like to get wet. What do you mean wet? <laughs> yeah, brother. That's PCP. Angel, Angel dust. dust. Sherman, Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> Love boat. Ash, ash, ash. White people love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. I might as well play that. <laughs> that just another one of the most, I mean, I don't know. We're going to do, a, I, I guess you could say every show he had a memorable skit. Uh, the World Series of Dice, we got to meet Ashy Larry, <laughs> which <laughs> one of the best. And we were talk who were we talking about last week, but Leonard Washington. Yes. That probably was my favorite character of the whole show. Favorite? Yep. Yep. My favorite character of this whole show was uh Leonard Washington. I don't know why, but I it's it was like half Sam Jackson, half Bro uh, Charles Bronson. That's a, that's an interesting mix. <laughs> well, I mean, what else could you think about the character? Well, a couple of memorable skits with that character, like the trading spaces. That was a good one. The trading spouses. That one, here, I yeah. got that one right here. Like when he said, <laughs> "Anytime Dave Chappelle put on the white face makeup, you couldn't help but laugh because his eyes were so weird when he did it." <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Um, you know, honestly, you know what? One of my favorite skits of, mm-hmm. of the whole series, all twenty-eight episodes, mm-hmm. the reparations episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. There, it was so many quotable lines in that fucking skit. I can't. Even... <laughs> Where is that one? Oh, That's God. And, Dar- one? And, and Donnell Rollins made it for me. I'm rich, bitch, and he honked the horn. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that one? Because that's where we meet. We meet Tron. There it is. Slavery reparations. What was really good about that is like that there was they were showing the stock market values going mm-hmm. up, and it was like NBA and like Winston cigarettes and shit. They were like twice going up twice as much. Yeah, let's see if I can find the beginning of that episode. That uh, that skit. I'm trying to right now. I, like I said, I've got all the skits here. So now a New Center Three special report with Frank Dobson and Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Chuck Taylor, another character by Dave Chappelle. Excuse me while I uh, tighten up my Chuck Taylors over here. <laughs> <laughs> Americans as reparations for slavery. Well, today the first checks were sent out. Wendy Mullen is standing by live in Queens with more. Wendy? Thanks, Chuck. We're standing here in front of the Olympic liquor store in Queens where scores of African Americans have been lined up for hours. We spoke to a few of them earlier. Ladies, may we get a word? Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. Which <laughs> y'all broke ass. Broke ass. <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed that part. I'm going to go back to it here. Hold on. Sir, now that you got your check, Hold on. you plan on quitting your job driving this truck? Truck driving? I ain't no truck driving. I'm a janitor. Janitor? That's right, baby. I just bought this truck straight cash. And I got enough cigarettes to last me and my family for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch! <laughs> there was your part right there. There you go. Yes. And I thank you. In just a second, they're going to do the stock market part of this. And uh, yeah, where they're saying, <laughs> what was it? Uh, but you're right, Wendy. Hot damn almighty, I bet you're right. Well, these checks aren't just affecting things on Beach Street. Wall Street is having a big day as well. Our financial correspondent, Michael Peterson, is there. Michael, what's happening? Chuck, a lot of activity, as you can imagine, here on the market. These people are spending money like hotcakes. Get this, Sprint stock has skyrocketed after the news that two million delinquent phone bills have been paid just this morning. Incredible. Gold is way up. Diamonds are at their most expensive level ever. Catchphrase around here is certainly bling bling. Oil has dropped to $1.50 a barrel, while chicken shot to $600 a bucket. Amazing news there. Just about everything on the market is up. However, watermelon is surprisingly flat to find many analysts out there. Chuck, get this. 8,000 record labels have been started in the last hour. Cadillac announced that they sold 3 million Escalade trucks this afternoon alone. It's incredible, Chuck. These people just seem to be breaking their necks to give this money right back to us. Folks, I am happy to report that the recession is now... (laughs) Breaking their necks to give this money right back to us. (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh shit! That's shit. a great one, man. <laughs> that and that's a true ass. That, and, and once again, you know, we're gonna get into this as the show progresses. But there were a lot of, if you really paid attention to the skits, no matter how over the top they were, mm-hmm. there were a lot of subliminal messages hidden in each message. You just had to pay attention. Yeah, he. They weren't like you know, like you know, message. But there were a lot of shots taken in what was being said and when they were saying it. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I guess, you know what, let's go ahead and just stick with season one, then we'll go to season two. Season three was really just a best of, kind of. Um, yeah, so I mean, out of, the, out of the three seasons, mm-hmm. three was the weakest because, you know, and we'll, once again, we'll get to it later as we go on. But that's when all of the controversy broke. I think um, he might have only completed like two or three episodes and then the rest were basically pieced together skits from rehearsals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, another great skit from season one, and we were talking about this off air uh, the other day when we actually decided to do this Chappelle show. The Mad Real World. Yep. Yes. The mad this is where world. I come in. This, we were talking about favorites earlier. This mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite, I would have to say. Definitely. Well, go ahead, man. I'll I'll get it loaded up, see what I can play, and uh, start talking, man. Well, I guess Ooh, basically the premise of that was like when they used to do the real world back in the day, there would always be just like one token black cast member, usually a male. And they would, like, purposely go out of their way to fuck with the person. Mm-hmm. And then when the person ended up getting mad, they would, like, start saying that they felt vulnerable with him in the house. So essentially what it was was just it was a play on that. It was kind of the opposite. It was, there was, like, five or six black people and one, like, super white guy. Yeah. And we said he, does, he did creepily look just like the Miz, like a fat Miz. <laughs> He does. He really does. I mean, not to make this the wrestling show, but seriously, look at that dude's face. Yeah. Please, I implore everybody to look at that dude's face and tell us, tell us with a straight face that he does not look like Mike Mazzani. He did. <laughs> and he help did. you out a little bit. His name is Christian Finnegan. If you want to Google him and take a look. Mm-hmm. What What is he from? What was he from at that time? Uh, two white people. I'm a parent. I'm, I'm going to guess box. Came from two white people. No, what show? He obviously was an actor. Uh, he's a stand-up comic. He was okay. like one of those people that Chappelle gave a chance to, like Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill and all okay. that. Okay, because I've never seen him in NYPD Blue, so I'm not sure if he does anything. So you know. <laughs> yeah, here like we go. I'll tell you what. Prior to that, I'm looking at his IMDb. It's Melvin goes to dinner and Indigo Wiseman. Wow. Like none of the shit is recognizable. That was like his first big break. He went on to do other stuff after the fact, but. Yeah. yeah, Chappelle show was his big break. Here, want to introduce the uh, the new real world, the mad real world here. Let's see. This is the true story of six motherfucking strangers being put in a motherfucking house. <laughs> motherfucking lives take. Find out what happens when people start being all polite and shit and start being real. Mad real. Mad real. Right. I. All right. <laughs> You know what? He does. He really is the House. Um, you know, needless to say, I was a little surprised to meet the other roommates. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hate to say it, but I'd probably be all right in this house. I drink. I smoke weed. I'd, I'd be all right. <laughs> now, real quick, I want to ask you this. Guy. I can't relate because I'm the token black guy on this show, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Box, you <Yo. laughs> smart. Would you do you think that this was like an accurate uh portrayal of how some white people act or do you think it was like exaggerated? I mean, do you guys do you guys in your personal lives know guys or girls even that act like this that like act overly white, quote unquote? Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, I know guys like this. Gir- girls, I mean, yeah, I mean she basically acted like most girls, but yeah. This was uh this was a pretty uh accurate accurate skit and goddamn if Charlie did Murphy did not make this one of the best on the fucking show. Charlie Murphy 
God, Charlie Murphy. You know what? We always do the show and we say underrated actor. He's an underrated actor. He should have been in a lot more stuff. I kind of think being Eddie's brother was the worst thing for him. Because he's the older brother, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So I don't know, but he really, as, uh, what was it, Tyree? Was his name in this? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Can't forget Lysol. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, and we. By the way, the guy he brings in was uh, anyone who has ever seen Oz. Poet was on here. Uh, Remember they when when Chad brings his girlfriend over. Yeah. And uh, they're upstairs, and Tyree walks in with, "Yo, my man just came out of prison." I, you know, and. Uh, he ends up banging his girl, but uh, that's poet. I saw it, Tyree. Yeah, yeah, but that's poet <laughs> from Oz. I don't know if you ever seen Oz, but uh, I'll be honest. I watch a lot of stuff, and I can normally watch anything and not even bat an eye. Mm-hmm. I watched a half episode of one one episode of Oz way back when it was still on HBO. Scare you? And it was like it was like a prison rape scene, Whoa. and I'm like, yeah, I'm tapping out. <laughs> at, at, at the point I saw like a black ass just attempting to fuck another black ass I'm like yeah I'm out I'm out <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll be honest I hate to say but I've watched every episode of it I have it and I don't judge you but nah, it, look it's a good <laughs> I mean yeah I'm sure it's a good show I mean maybe one day honestly but it, it just it was too real <laughs> nah, sometimes you gotta turn away look away um, pretend that's not happening Sometimes there were some creepy things in that show, but all all in all, that show was amazing, well-written, uh, just a really yeah. good show. I'll tell you what, I always expected to see, you know who would have been a great prisoner in that show? Undertaker. Yeah. Undertaker would have so. been great in that fucking show, man. I always thought he should have had a cameo. They had a ton of people that had fucking cameos in that show, man. Wait a minute, wasn't, um... I'm trying to blinking. I know we're getting sidetracked, but hey, fuck that's it, what we do. Oh, we'll go right uh, back. Wasn't uh, forgot her name in real life, but um, the chick from uh, Sopranos, the wife, wasn't she on that show too? Edie Falco. Yeah, thank you, Edie Falco. Yeah, she was one of the guards. Yeah. Yep, she was on that show. Yes, she was, and she yeah, was damn I, good. <laughs> Box, would you say it was a? This was like a six or seven year PSA about staying out of trouble and not going to jail. Oh my god, you watch this show. If this doesn't fucking scare you straight, to for lack of a better term, then goddamn, I don't know what will. But yeah, I watch this show and I'm like, I do not want to fucking go to jail. You know, if, if we're gonna talk about prison rape for a minute, <laughs> I have to oh. bring up uh, what was his name, the Booty Warrior. You guys know about him? No. Uh, Enlighten the smart. I forget. I forget his name. Is it was like Felice something, but like they did those shows where they would like go behind the scenes in jail, and there was a guy who got the name the Booty Warrior, and they were like interviewing him, and he was like, "No, I'll tell you the truth. We go do things either the easy way or the hard way. I like you, I want you, and I'm gonna get in that ass." And oh. like he apparently like raped like twenty five men. Oh in like God. Years. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! That's a scary nah. motherfucker. All right, put it put it to you like this. Felice Johnson. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Wits. Yeah, Felice Johnson. You were right. This is an obscure movie, an obscure line, but uh, fuck it, I'm gonna put it out there since uh, Smart just dropped that little bit of interesting knowledge on us. Uh, are you guys familiar with a guy by the name of Eddie Griffin? 
Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. He was in a little movie uh, called The New Guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was a prisoner in that movie, and he basically helped the uh, the DJ Walt Call's character. Basically, taught him how to be a tough guy and a badass. And uh, the one line he had in that movie that cracks me up to this day is. <laughs> he was in prison all these years. He was like, prison, man. The, <laughs> the sex you want, you can't get. The sex you get, you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that pretty much sums up prison life, folks. So stay out of trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, but you, you know I've heard of Eddie. I told you I love that uh, dysfunctional family show he did. I mean, that's a guy, like, he gets props, but he doesn't get the props he deserves. Mm. I mean, because if you, if you kind of, if you were, like, listening to, watching, not listening, but watching Def Comedy Jam back in the day, and damn near any black comedy you could think of in the 1990s, early 2000s, Eddie, Eddie uh, Griffin had a cameo, a walk-on or something. Yeah, and you know what? Weebs just brought this up. He was in the World Series of Dice Skit that was in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he was in the World Series of Dice Skit, too, so. And, uh, yes, Bobby, we will, we will get to uh, Fisticuffs. Turn my headphones up. Oh, don't worry. I got that one right here. I have every episode. I literally just watched all of these episodes last week. Now, uh, since we're on, uh, matter of fact, let's get to this for real quick. Since we're talking about skits, random skits, where do you guys stand on uh, one of my favorites? The uh, R. Kelly skit. <laughs> hey, the remix. Yeah, we might have to play some of that. Where is that? That was season two. That's it. What, what was that one on? Was that season three? I think it was season two, maybe. I can't find it. I think it was, no, I think it was season one, and I think he brought it back up in season two. Because he was like... R. Kelly came up to me and he was like, how you gonna make a video about peeing on somebody? Yeah, and I was like, man, how that. you gonna make a video about peeing on somebody? I'd have to see what episode that was on. But yeah, I got, I, I have it. Like I said, I know I have it. But um, let's see, when it comes to the, all right, I guess we should just go ahead and go to, uh, what do we got here? The Return of Tyrone Biggums, Blackzilla. God damn, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Inner City Gang Wars, and Fisticuffs. Here we go. For you, Bobby. <laughs> oh, well, I gotta go through the beginning. What part does he want me to play? Let's see. Let me go to the skit hall. Inner City Warfare The song, obviously. Here we go. It's 50 cents. It's ridiculous. I got one DVD in the mail from a... I don't even know who sent it to me, but it was crazy. Let me see this. Yeah, it's going down. You know how I get down. Fuck Master Flex and be clear. All the big dogs know that my man Fist the Cup rules the streets. And if you haven't heard that joint, turn my headphones up. You need to get with it. Act like you want it. Watch out for your mind. All this is high. What? Uh. Turn my headphones up. I'm serious, nigga. Turn them shits up. Turn them up. I'm serious, nigga. I can't hear out of this here. Turn my headphones up. I stand with brother in the neck with a butter knife and fit the cup. Just cause. It ain't going platinum. It's going double uranium, Uranium, you We heard? popping bottles, stabbing people, killing people. Uh, yeah. Hold up, nigga. I can't hear out my left headphones. <laughs> this one, nigga. This is my left. Turn it up. Why you drop the beat out, man? All right, how it goes? You ready to rock it? You ready to see how we do on the streets? All right, let's break this up for a sec so we don't get kicked off YouTube. God. 
the whole time, by the way, he really is trying to get this motherfucker to turn his fucking headphones up. Uh, that's the funniest thing. He's really trying to get his headphones turned up, and this turned into a song. Brilliant. Did, did he have writers, or was this really all of Dave Chappelle's mind? A uh, combination of all of the above. It was for the most part a fifty-fifty effort. Like he was one of the head writers, and the other head writer was Neil Brennan. Of uh, they did half baked together. <clears throat> okay. Okay. All right. So yeah. All right. Good. He. This guy's a fucking genius. Let's go ahead and play more. Bobby. Uh, Bobby's getting itchy over there. I can tell. All right. Make that beat drop. Nigga, I said drop, not drum, bro. Get on this. Understood what this is. Holla at your boy. I'm saying, nigga, you can't just put velvet in the shit and think they nice headphones. Where's my snare? You don't know about fisticuffs by now. Something's wrong with you. He's got the illest joint out right now. He's crazy with it. Turn my headphones up. Nigga, I'm serious. I can't hear out my left headphones. Turn that shit up. Yeah, let that beat ride like that. That's right. Here I come. I'm gonna drop it. Y'all ready? Uh. Oh, nigga, you got the <laughs> Travel in it, put some travel in it. That's my word. All right, here we go. Hold up, nigga. I need some water. My throat's dry. Well, how the fuck you expect me to rhyme if I can't talk, nigga? I'm thirsty. What is this, damn motherfucker? Cop the album that you need. Turn my headphones up. It's on headphone records, baby. There's a lot of heat right here. Turn them up. Turn them shits up. <laughs> just taught us mm-hmm. you know you know and i don't know maybe this is the reason why some people that that uh skit as funny as it was <laughs> it embody why a lot of people hate hip-hop because mm-hmm. they feel like it's just a bunch of random beats and guys grunting screaming mm-hmm. saying shit that doesn't make any sense oh uh. that is wildly accurate to a lot of ways that like people that open their freestyles yeah yeah you get like a solid minute of uh Alright, Yes. That's it's it's called thinking. See? It's it's like as long as I have a dope beat, let me just talk and kill some time. Uh your box, give me a beat. (laughs) Yeah, that's what DMX did for most of his songs. Let's be honest here. No 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 no. DMX was on another level though. Like before before the drugs, Earl Simmons was a hell of a goddamn rapper. Before the drugs. Alright. Alright, you wanna get Oh one baby. 
Now, leave that alone, man. Leave. <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah, that that that's another excellent one. I guess we should get into uh, season two because there's one I'm not going to be able to talk about on season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you talking? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wanted to get the sounds working so I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> all you got to do. All you got to do to protect yourself, protect the innocent here, mm-hmm. is do the opposite of Clayton Bixby. There you go. You're a black white, so you're a black supremacist. That's what it is. Bang. All right. Uh, but we did start off with the racial draft in season two, episode one. Uh, holy fuck, man. <laughs> Anybody remember this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's a couple niggas I still want to trade. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a famous episode. This is this, and this was also the Sam Jackson beer episode. Matter of fact, yeah. fuck it, let's play it. Give me a second here. What'll it be, guys? I'll have a scotch on the rocks. I'll have a Samuel Adams. I'll have a Samuel Jackson. Bill Burr. You know something? I'll have a Samuel Jackson too. Me three. <laughs> three Samuel Jacksons coming right up. <laughs> Good motherfucking choice, Samuel Jackson. They painstakingly by me, Samuel L. Jackson. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fucking fat girls in no time. You might even fight a nigga or two. Mm-mm, bitch. How's it taste, motherfucker? Can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling, because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A fucking shark ate me. Frank bitch. Jurassic Park. Samuel Jackson, it's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Uh, that last uh, that last part there's from Rules of Engagement. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that with him and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. It's a piece. Good movie. It's been it was on cable last uh, last month. It was it's a, it's a really good movie though. And, and, uh, can we point out how infinitely more funny Dave Chappelle is whenever he uses the word bitch? <laughs> like I said, he single handedly made that probably one of the funniest curse words on the face of the planet. You know, and yeah, he did. Now, real quick. Was he the first, or was South Park the first to really start using the language after the certain time at night, which I believe is after nine o'clock or ten o'clock p.m. Eastern? Well, just for uh, just for uh, I guess uh, I, you probably not have to get an edge to South Park. I'm not sure just if they were... they were around longer. Yeah, but this was. I mean, this. There's no way half the stuff he. I mean. In in one of the first seasons, he literally had one where he told the story of Dave Chappelle, written by Dave Chappelle. Talked about this off air, too. And he came out as a baby, and he just had a dick that was bigger than the baby. <laughs> it yeah. was... I mean, how do you get away with that shit on Comedy Central? There's no way this show would last now. No too fucking many pussies. way. Huh? Too many pussies. Two two PC just exa- the whole world is a bunch of pussies. It's pussified, but this show would not do 
no one would watch it. I don't even know if Comedy Central would allow it on the air anymore. And, and I'm going to say like two things, you know, since we're on that on that note box. And I don't know. I might be all base here. But I was thinking about this today in preparation for the show. And I was thinking, like, who does Dave Chappelle remind me of? Hmm. And uh, I came to the conclusion that he reminds me of Jerry Seinfeld. He is, I mean, he is the black Seinfeld, not only in terms of the presentation of the show with the, uh, he'll do, like, the intercuts between skits. You know, he'll talk to the audience, bust it up with the audience. Basically similar to how Seinfeld, the first couple seasons were, when they would do mm-hmm. those little, like, intermittent scenes where he's actually like at a club live yeah. on the show and uh and also the other aspect that i compared it to in terms of seinfeld was the fact that he's an observational comic right it's not so much that he gets up there and tells jokes even though he is funny but it's like he just makes observations that happen to be funny because let's be honest life is life is funny watching mm-hmm. people is funny yeah it is and you know what i've i've made that the same uh, comparison there before to him and Seinfeld. By the way, Bobby says it was South Park first. Uh, Dave Chappelle obviously took it, ran with it, and made it um, a little more because he used every word that he could and did everything he could get away with. He even said though there were stuff that they couldn't show on air that he, you know, wanted. I, I, you, is there? I think Smart said there was a DVD. Yeah, with a lot of uh, bloopers and stuff. Yeah, the uh, the uh, season DVD, the uh, show DVDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want a um, fact here, if you want a random factoid, the DVD sets for uh, seasons one and two of Chappelle's show have sold extremely well since their release. As of two thousand five to today, mm-hmm. the first season DVD was the best selling TV series set of all time, beating out other popular shows such as The Simpsons. American Dad, Family Guy, Friends, and Seinfeld. Wow. They, those right there are some heavy hitters. Really? Yeah, yes. They were huge. I mean, like, like, I, mean, let's be, I mean, for real, man, like, you know, this is no hype. This is no bullshit. When this, this show literally came out of nowhere and blew up, mm-hmm. it really did. It really did. It did. And not only did he do observational humor, but he also took things that were pop culture and popular at the time, like... In the second season, in in the um, you know, in one of them, he did the um, remember Calvin working at McDonald's. <laughs> oh yes, yes. yeah, he did whack Donald's, and eventually they started robbing Calvin's ass. <laughs> All right. What the fuck do you spell like French fries? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just took a lot of you know commercials that were popular and things that were popular, made them funny, and you could still get away with it at that time when. What year was this, by the way? I don't. You seem to have the IMDb or something pulled up on this. Oh well, I got it from memory. It, Whack it, Arnold's. It, that's it, what it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Anthony. No, in terms of the timeline, it ran from January of 2003 to July of 2006. I know this because the show stopped running like a week or so after my birthday. That ran when? Tell me again. January of '03 to uh, July of '06. Okay then we need to give Dave Chappelle and Comedy Central a lot of credit because we've read, we've proved that Janet Jackson's 2004 booby shot fucked this world up when it came to content that we see on our television and radio and here in our radios. For him to get away with that, all this shit that he did in the middle of all that, wow. 
that says a lot for both him and for Comedy Central for backing him to do it. Plus, not even that. He was a, I mean, it, he was a brand. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was a brand. At that point, he had the Midas touch. Because mm-hmm. the show, like, I, the show literally stopped at a point in time when people wanted more. It wasn't like people were tired of it when it ended. Mm-hmm. It stopped at a point in time. He basically went out on top, you know, to make it for comparison's sake. You think of a show like The Honeymooners. Okay. They, they It ran for like two seasons. It only ran for 39 episodes. Mm-hmm. When they put out the DVD or any DVD um, subsequently, they named them the Classic 39. Okay. 39 episodes. Basically, after 39 ep- episodes, Jack- Jackie Gleason said, you know what? Fuck it. I want to go out on top. Boom. At a point in time when, like, that show literally could have ran at least 10 years. He could have got 10 years worth of mileage out of the show. That's how popular it was. Yeah. But he took the approach of less is more, leave him wanting more, leave while you're on top. That's not exactly why Chappelle's show left the air. It was a lot of controversy into it, which coincidentally ties into the language. And I think I have a couple theories on why he left, but I think yeah. that he kind of he was starting to feel like the walls closing in. Mm-hmm. That all of a sudden maybe people weren't laughing with him; they were laughing at him. Right. Specifically, some of the people he was working with. But uh, we'll get into that soon. Hmm. Well, we also got in season two, uh, Paul Mooney. Uh, those of you who don't know, Paul Mooney was a writer for Richard Pryor. Uh, yeah, man. So obviously. An incredibly talented guy, uh, you know, needless to say. So, um, but he came back because he was doing, uh, like Anthony said, he was doing Ask a Black Dude. Well, he came back in season two but did not want to do the same segment. And he came back as Negro Domus. (laughs) Here we go. Let's have some fun. Damas, what mistakes did Michael Jackson make before he got arrested? Michael Jackson should have not been a singer. Michael Jackson should have been a priest. Then he would have just been transferred. <laughs> you man. Damas, why is President Bush so sure Iraq has weapons of mass destruction? Because he has the receipt. Okay, let's think how controversial this show was. Just that one right there. <laughs> because he has, he's saying, basically he just said he sold them the motherfucking nuclear weapons. But yeah, th- lots of controversy in this show. I'll, I'll, I'll keep going with this skit, by the way. It's not much longer, so here we go. Next question. <laughs> Okay, that's, uh, we don't, we, let's go through that It's in a different language and no one can read the subtitles. So, we'll just skip that one. Uh, that's about the end of the skit, so what the hell, we'll just go. Now, we're obviously, I'm obviously trying to find, and <laughs> this is also the Black Gallagher sketch. Where, let's not forget, he... Pulls out a fucking gun, shoots the watermelon instead of smashing it, and ends up killing a guy in the audience. (laughs) Amazing. Just you know what I will say that's interesting about the Paul Mooney stuff Mm. is there's a uh, there's a point in the I believe it's the Ask a Black Dude skit where he tells Dave Chappelle not to have too much fun because a white man will come and take everything from 
he mm. said, you know, if you have too much fun, they'll even come and take your show. And it's ironic because, like, I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but, like, it was really similar to how it ended up ending. Yeah. Like, he basically called it. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, Paul Mooney's been around for a lot of years, so, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he has. He's definitely been around a long time, so he definitely knows what's up, so. Yeah, the Richard Pryor show. <laughs> yep. So let's go ahead and do something real quick here. Because this is the real part of season two that real. This was another real controversial episode of his. That. <laughs> everyone, uh. everyone hear that? There we go. This is an insane sketch here. I can't even believe he did this, but he did. Are you going to talk about people being sensitive now? If that would have happened now, people would have lost their fucking minds. Oh, oh shit! The show wouldn't air. It, it, you know what it would have been? It, it it would have been a it would have been a lost episode. Mm-hmm. The episode too controversial to air on TV. Absolutely. Or it would have been like an extra on the DVD. You would have had to fucking download the shit. For twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, and of course Dave comes in and just makes this sketch gold. Morning, niggas. <laughs> and it's my favorite family to deliver milk to. The niggas. Mm-hmm. Something show sure smells good. You niggas cooking? We <laughs> There's some leftover bacon if you'd like some. Ooh, not for me. I know better than to get between a nigga and their pork. Might get my fingers bit. <laughs> Here you go. I, I hate to bother you about this, but, uh, well, you didn't pay your bill last week. And I know how forgetful you niggas are when it comes to paying bills. Golly, listen, it slipped my mind. There you go. Holy shit. Oh, nigga, please. Nigga, please. <laughs> Then word. I have a hot date with the wife tonight. All right, take care. All right, peace, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> <Niggas>. <laughs> was this the most controversial one, or was this not even close? I would say it's probably a tie between this and uh, Clayton Bixby. In terms of like, in ter- if like, if, in terms of like uh, today's uh, audience and taint in today's climate that we live in, mm-hmm. these are probably be the two segments that get picked apart and dissected the most. Hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see this one being one of the worst. But um, that, that once again, part of the genius of Dave Chappelle was he literally took racial stereotypes from damn near every ethnicity you could think of known to man and just blew them up yeah and some of them are true some of them are accurate but i think he just painted that picture that hey this is how because we don't because we as a people as a culture don't come together and try to get to know people Mm -hmm. and try to understand people the we kind of we kind of look at people with like a a, we kind of uh label a whole race of people, black, white, whatever you had, what 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 have you, as one specific entity. Mm-hmm. Like everybody acts the same way. So that that's basically if if you want to um look at that sketch, that's basically what he's trying to say. 
and I will say, in my opinion, I think that's what he did better than anyone else. Was like he did racial comedy, but he didn't just stick to the same tired stereotypes. Like he actually, he got in there deep. Like he had his mm-hmm. own perspective. Like you wouldn't have got that kind of perspective from anyone else. And there was like there was that skit. Speaking of season two, there was the uh, <clears throat> like the what white people listen to and what black people listen to. That skit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a good one. The white people can't dance episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Those. <laughs> um, we've pretty much brought up all the really important stuff in uh, the second one. So, you know, the Wayne Brady one, uh, Oprah's baby daddy was a great one too. Yeah. Um, um, so let's, do you guys want to just start getting into the characters? Obviously Rick James, Prince and all the other characters. So we could just start playing some sounds and having a, having fun with it instead of fucking reviewing. You know, one well, of my, like it was, it was not very important mm-hmm. in terms of like, compared to everything else but one of my favorite ones was just him just basically dicking around he, he did the skit it was uh like people were pitching him movie ideas yeah <laughs> and at, at some point they cut to him like dressed up as a like he has goat legs yeah <laughs> he's freestyle right? he's like, how you gotta whip it like this son how you gotta whip it like that son can't have that because it's action I'm talking bye bye because i'm black son that's right i'm the black sheep the real black sheep I do remember. I don't even know which episode. I don't know which one that was, but that was a hilarious. These were all great. I didn't. I didn't find one in here. One episode. Not one episode was I like. Why did that? Why? And, and you want to talk about? You want to talk about an obscure skit? This this one don't get a lot of love, but it's still hilarious to me because, like I said, I'm a big fan of just like reactions and how you know how people. Not it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Just facial reactions. Do you guys remember the uh, HBO Real Sex Street interview? <laughs> yes. Oh my that, that that one does not get a lot of play because it, it was just like literally like a a short like thirty second to a minute clip. I but know. my god, that was his reaction was fucking hilarious. Old gangbang, fuck off. The biggest mistake I made was having sex with old gangbang here without a rubber. Okay, let's see <laughs> what, what 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 show was that on? Let's that see was which that episode. The second episode of the first season. Was it the second episode of the first season? Yeah. Well, hold on. And to give people perspective, basically, they at uh, Dave Chappelle and this chick was out on a date, and they asked the chick like, "What was your craziest sex story or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And she basically said, "Uh, well, I hooked up with this guy in college, and my roommates were cheering me on, like cheerleader style." And then, and, the, and the, I can't even do justice to the expression on Chappelle's face at this at the point when he heard this. Yeah. He's like, "Date's over. I'm, I'm out." Of- yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I got it. I got Man. it. Hold on. Right after the white girl singing insults. She was actually fine, <laughs> by the way. Get her number. <laughs> Here we go. Wait. Real Sex Street Interviews, take one. Sophia, what's the craziest thing you ever did sexually? Um, the craziest thing I ever did sexually. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. One time I had a three-way with these two guys in college and my sorority sisters were like cheering me. Yeah. That'd be it, that'd be it. What about you, sir? Everything <laughs> ever did sexually? They'd probably be having sex with old gangbang here without a rub. <laughs> it's fucking done, man. This state is old. Wait a minute, hold, hold, wait, hold. I'm <laughs> We're fucking done, man. Date's over. Get off me. <laughs> and that's an, and, and honestly, that's another thing. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, Dave Chappelle, he's a very intelligent dude, but. 
he just got honestly he got the perfect voice for comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just is. the way he talks naturally just it makes everything infinitely more funny. Like honestly, I, I, I honestly we could be having the most serious conversation, and I think I would just be cracking up the whole time. Yeah, and of course the uh, we were talking about this off air too was the wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Remember it up, the wrap me? it up segment? Yeah, here. <laughs> Crime you've committed was very serious. And before I sentence you, I'd like to say a few words about your arrest record. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. <laughs> wrap that shit up, B. I don't think that's a good idea. Man, you want some too? You better wrap it up. <laughs> Where he was talking about when they uh, just played the music to wrap it up on the uh, Emmy, uh, the Oscar awards and stuff. That's <laughs> his one was when he was in in, in uh, bed with the chick. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even close. Not even close. <laughs> you hold up the sign. Yep, exactly. I'm gonna rock it tonight. Have you ever felt this in your life? I'm taking you on a journey, girl. Oh, ah, 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 ah. Uh, psych, psych, <laughs> It ain't over. Oh, wrap it up. For real? Not even close. Nah. Even close. Hold on now. Hang in there with me. About that. Hey, can you read? Wrap it up. You need to wrap, wrap it up. up. Wrap it up. <laughs> there you go. Nice. And, so, and related, on a related note uh-huh. to that one, that actually got me thinking about one of the really good ones, the love contract. Oh, yeah. Uh. Which actually, and for what it's worth, a bit of trivia there, it was like one of the first appearances by Rashida Jones on anything. Okay. Damn. She is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, Bob. go ahead. Go, go, go. No, I was saying, since we're talking about random skits real quick, what about Pop Copy? <laughs> oh, Yes. Oh, I, I, we can't go past. We can't. We can't go any further without talking about that. No, and another actor who Michael Rappaport was in a bunch of this stuff too. Who let's he's not exactly a nobody in the acting world. Hell oh, yeah, I like to suck toes. What can I do for you? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. What, which do you know which episode that was on, Anthony? Pilot, very first one. Was it? Yeah. It might have been. Then give what? me a second. I will find it. That's one we can probably play. I, I probably what I am the name, but, but I remember damn. random movie shit, folks. <laughs> Here we go. Pop copy. Well, I have obtained a copy of their training video. Go ahead, America. Take a look at my new expose. This is the official 2002 Pop Copy employee training film with your host, Ralph Henderson. Hello. I'm Ralph Henderson. And if you're watching this video, that means you've just been hired to work here at Popular Copy. Me and my friends are going to show you the basics of what it's like to work here. You guys ready? Yeah! Great. Getting to work. First of all... What is that guy's name? This The uh, Spanish guy, that he, the Latino dude that he did um, half-baked oh, with? Guillermo Diaz. That motherfucker is... His facial expressions are the shit yes he's an amazing is he a stand-up comic or just an actor who does a bunch of shit 
he's an actor. Um, like after that show, he went on. He was like a big part of Weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him in other things. I just wasn't sure if he started as an actor, started as a comedian. I really don't know a lot about this show, so that's why I'm glad I got both of you guys here to bounce off of. So, oh yeah, funny dude. Man. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, even in Half Baked, everything was yo fuck that shit. Beat. <laughs> but, <laughs> he had Northeast boy. Uh, no shit. <laughs> so here you go. Never show up on time. And if a supervisor happens to ask you where you were, your response should sound something like this. Manuel, why were you late? Man, I got here when I could. Shit, you're not my fucking mom. <laughs> Perfect. Servicing the line. Occasionally, you may get snagged by one of these customer people. <laughs> Just remember, your job is to frustrate them and make them feel unwanted. If you can, wrap up a story that'll make them feel uncomfortable. For instance, you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, you know my reputation. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I'll go to Rikers for three or four years just to prove my point. I mean, I don't play that shit. Can I help you? Yeah, and by the way, that's Michael Rappaport, um, Higher Learning. He was in. He was in Metro with Eddie Murphy. Uh, anyone else got any more movies he'd been in? Uh, I, I vague, I'm trying to remember it. It's, it's slipping. It's, it's slipping me right now. But uh, he was in. A, he did a Spike Lee flick. Mm. He also was in an episode of NYPD Blue. Anyway. Or. <laughs> Hell yeah, suck toes. Good afternoon. Welcome to Pop Copy. Can I help you? Or. If a customer has a computer disc, then look at it and tell them it's the wrong format. If they use Apple, tell them we're PC. If they use PC, tell them we're Apple. And if they got both, then tell them we use Linux. And if they got that, tell them the computers are down. They should be anyhow. If the, if the whole system actually went down, it's going to be shut down for a couple hours. The management. Should a customer get all uppity and ask to speak to a manager, then tell him, guess what? I am the manager. Uh, I want to see the manager. Yeah, no, see, I am the manager. You are the manager? That's right, my friend. I'm the only manager here. Unless you want to talk to the pop copy president. And I don't know him. You might can help me out with that. I don't know. I mean, really get in their face about it. I want to see your manager. I am your manager. What's up? You're the manager? That's right. How many are you? You done. That's it. Your job is done, nigga. Get out. I asked for I'll you later, later black and white. What are you talking about? You know, a lot of people ask why. Why treat the customer this way? Why? Because fuck them. That's why. Bathroom upkeep. Bathroom upkeep is important to us here at Pop Cup. Be sure to spray chocolate sauce on the wall near the toilet to give the appearance of errant feces. <laughs> this will ensure that any customer who uses our restroom will never, ever return to one of our stores. <laughs> we ask that you sign a sheet to verify this gets done once an hour, 24 times a day. Uh-oh, Tony. You missed a spot. Whoa. Now that looks poopy. I hope you found this tape informative. And should you ever doubt yourself and consider treating a customer with respect, just remember this. You graduated from grade school, and you don't have to take shit from anyone. Welcome to the Pop Copy family, and congratulations. All right. There you go. Now, 
who are you and Weebs talking about, Smark? Uh, we were talking about Guillermo Diaz. We were just talking about from the uh, pop copy skit and a couple of the other skits. He is apparently an openly gay man. Really? Yes. Wouldn't expect that from a guy like that, but hey, I could. It doesn't fucking matter to me. He's funny as shit either way. Yeah, oh, he's great. <laughs> he's <laughs> amazing. Guess what? I am the manager. Yeah. There, shit, oh, here up. we go. Uh, Michael Rappaport. Thank you, Weebs. Posting a few movies here. True Romance, Copland, Deep Blue Sea, which. Uh, which Sam Jackson slash Dave Chappelle yeah. just mentioned. Uh, Next Friday, Prison Break, Men of Honor, great movie. I do remember him. He was in Men of Honor. The Sixth yeah. Day. Uh, yeah, he was in Men of Honor, though. He played uh, Snow Hill. Yeah. And a couple of other uh, underrated flicks he were in. He was in, uh, in Higher Learning. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you remember him. He, was, he uh, became a skinhead. I mentioned Higher Learning. Oh. Before... So- before we even played the skit, yeah, I mentioned higher. I I love that movie. It's a really good movie. Did you see um? You ever see a movie called Zebrahead? Mm-mm. That was his first movie. Really? Let us check that out. Yeah, but I like Michael Michael uh, Rappaport. He's pretty pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. He's just uh he's got a voice that kind of typecasts him. Uh, Weebs is in here putting in some uh a few things that we didn't get to yet. Let me go ahead and read this real quick. Are you proofreading everything, Box? Uh, I don't think I have to proofread the first one. It's okay. I've read it twice already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I am. Uh, during a two thousand a June two thousand four stand up performance in Sacramento, California, Chappelle left the stage due to audience members interrupting the show by shouting, "I'm Rick James, bitch." which became his most famous catchphrase, obviously. After a few minutes, Chappelle returned, continued by saying, the show is ruining my life, stated that that he disliked working 20 hours a day, and the, the popularity of the show is making it difficult for him to continue his stand-up career, which was the most important thing to him. So, you know, that might have explained my question of, you know, did he go crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, was he working too hard? I, I I guess we can go ahead and get into that, and then we'll get into the characters, you know, Rick James and all that shit that he yeah. did make famous. So, yeah. Anthony, I guess you and Smart can kind of get into both. You you both sort of had some theories, I believe. I hope I'm not putting anyone on the spot here. No, not at all. Okay, so uh, go for it, guys. I'll give the uh, floor to Smart first. You're our guest, so uh, shoot. All right. Well, like he, he, he even kind of mentioned the whole Rick James thing in like one of his stand-up specials while the Chappelle show was going on. He was saying he was like, people just run up on him like when he's with his family, like at Disney World, should be like, "I'm Rick James, bitch!" It's like it's a family park, motherfucker. You can watch him out. But like, <laughs> essentially, he worked super hard, and he was like, stand-up was definitely the most important thing to him, and he hated being like the idea that he could be reduced to a catchphrase. That really bothered him. Hmm. And it was affecting a lot of his stand-up performances and, like, also some of the racial humor. Like, he was saying that people were starting to laugh for the wrong reasons. Like, they weren't appreciating the actual nuance of it. They were just, like, he he was kind of thinking that he was starting to become more of a detriment than he was an actual, you know, commentator of, like, racial issues. He was kind of becoming a parody of himself instead of being yes. the stand-up comic that he really wanted to be. Is yes. that right? Is that kind of yeah. what you're saying there? Yeah. He basically felt like he was becoming a puppet. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, uh, a situation, 
like towards 2013, maybe 2014, he started doing stand up again. Like he was doing shows. And uh, there was an incident in Connecticut where they like they kept chanting Rick James and shit. He ended up just leaving. So yeah, there, there was there, he was he definitely hated just the idea of being reduced to a catchphrase, which kind of shows how much he did love stand-up comedy. You know, a, a guy like look a, a guy who's taking it seriously and like a job, and as you know a business that he can thrive in is gonna get like that. He's he, he seemed like he cared about his stand-up comedy. And the show was more of just like an outlet for him to release his, I don't know, craziness in his in his head. You know what I mean? Just an outlet. But he wanted his stand-up comedy to be separate from that outlet. That makes sense. That's how I, I, I could be half drunk and stoned, but whatever. <laughs> that's how I usually do the show anyway, so get used to it. <laughs> Oh, we're supposed to be keeping this show professional, Bob. Professional. This is how I be how I remain professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm sad to report that uh, Box has failed the THT wellness policy. <laughs> he will. He'll be. He, no. Uh, this he'll is. Be, he's, gonna, he's gonna be gone for thirty days. No. Nah, this is only a twenty five hundred dollar fine, sir. <laughs> Ooh, I did take a muscle relaxer last night. Mm. Yeah. My fiance has got a prescription. Will that work? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How oh, about if man. I double that fine? Hmm? Will that work? <laughs> All right. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, but uh, I can't really add too much to what Smart said because I think he hit the nail on the head as far as like what led to uh, his meltdown, his breakdown. And uh, we brought up a good point. Like, you know, they, his contract, they basically upped his contract money to like $50 million. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying, well, that I knew all the way from 50 million, whatever the number was. But I, and I pose this question to you guys, smart box, people that are listening. It all comes down to, in my opinion, your self-worth, self-respect for yourself. And I think that's the that's the concept of this whole situation that people forget about. Dave, Dave Chappelle was far from a Hollywood type of guy. Right. To the best of my knowledge, he still lives lives in Cleveland, Ohio, literally in the middle of nowhere. He does his own grocery shopping. You know, literally, like, if you live in Cleveland, it's not too far out of the realm of possibility Mm. that you will bump into Dave Chappelle walking down the street randomly with his family or just walking to the store. Hey, Dave Chappelle, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And I think what it came down to was when it came to the racial humor, I think over time... And this is just a theory. I've never talked to the man. But I think that started to eat at him. Because he started to probably ask himself, I guarantee you, this happened at some point. He was in a script read. And he's going through the script. Yeah. Why is the word nigga in this script 755 times? And I didn't write it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all, I mean, and like I said, not to make this a racial thing. Because, I mean, obviously, he he had no problems going there and pushing those buttons. But I think as the show got more popular and the racial humor got more and more edgy, like, you know, you played with the uh, the nigger family skit. Mm-hmm. He was probably getting to a point where he was just, he started asking himself, are these people laughing with me 
or do they see this as kind of like free they have like free reign or free range to say whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. and I think that started to wear on him number one he felt like he was becoming a puppet for white America like right I can't I can't do this I can't it's like I'm at I was trying to like be a solution but now it's almost like I'm becoming part of the problem right type right of thing and when people talk about that number, 50 million, see, I guess he was trying to make a statement that, you know what, you can't buy my self-respect. You can't buy my self-respect as a man. And I ask you guys, somebody offers you all the money in the world, 50 million, 100 billion, enough, put it to you like this, enough money to where you don't have to worry about shit for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get on a podcast and say, hey, I fucked Holly Berry. If you were if you were a billion dollars, you probably could fuck Holly Berry. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. no problems, yeah. especially now. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's the <not> point. <laughs> She's still gorgeous, anyway. Yes, she is. But no, but, but I mean seriously, like I mean, at what point does it stop? Can you honestly, all jokes aside, put a value on your self worth? Because I think that's what it came down to. Because Dave Chappelle strikes me as a prideful type of guy. Well, I. I uh... I wouldn't say self-worth because that kind of makes him sound egotistical, but dignity. Well, yeah, like, yeah. You know what? You, you did say self-respect before, and I, I really agree with that more. Self-respect, dignity, uh, self-pride, um, and love for the business. You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to sound like a wrestling guy for the and say business. Love for stand-up comedy. The art form of it. The, the art. Thank you. Thank you very much for giving me a word to use. The art of stand-up comedy. He obviously loved it. You don't walk away from that kind of money without having your heart 100% into what you're doing and into something. You don't. You don't walk away from that kind of money. You take it and look. Shut the fuck up. I would say 99% of the people... in this world would take that money, swallow their pride, and do whatever they're told to do, whenever they're told to do it. You say jump, they're going to say how high, which foot, how do I do it? That's it. They're going to do whatever you fucking tell them to. Someone who really takes a lot of love and pride in what they do is going to, I mean, that's a lot of money to walk away from. A lot of fucking money. I don't know if I would be that big of a person. I'll be honest. I don't know if I could be that big of a person to do that. Yeah, but in another and another uh, piece to it is, yeah, they're giving him. You got to look at it like this. He, you know, once again, you know, I hate to break it down like this, but he's a black man in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If they're offering him fifty million, they're making two hundred million off of him. Probably. So that's, a, I mean, honestly, as much as that, as much as that seems to a lay person, they're not, they're making a hundred times more what they're giving him. Oh yeah, I'm they're sure giving they him are. Is like a drop in a bucket. I'm sure they are, but you know what? You really have to, uh, you know, you can think about what he did in two ways. A, holy shit, what a crazy motherfucker! Why would he ever walk away from this? Or you can look at it as. Holy shit, this guy has a real, real fucking grasp on what he wants to do. He knows how he wants to do it, and he's not going to lower himself. So good for him. What a fucking move. The balls on this guy. Mm -hmm. 
You know, really, that that there's two ways to look at it: crazy motherfucker or holy shit balls that clank. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, and like I said, let, let's be honest, they had no choice but to shut it down. For one, it's called Chappelle's Show, mm-hmm. so he knew right off the bat that it wasn't a situation where. It wasn't like an ensemble cast type of thing. I mean, obviously everybody played their part, right? But he was—he was like the—he uh, was the spoon that stirred the drink. Yeah, you—you yeah. you, you couldn't take—you couldn't do Chappelle's show without Dave Chappelle. No, it's like—it's like doing. I mean, it's—it's it's like doing the Seinfeld show with fucking Jackie Mason. It's not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Michael Richards—you know, racial shit aside—was funny as shit as Cosmo Kramer, but you could not base. An entire show. He was like a good side character, mm-hmm. but I don't think had you had uh, Seinfeld attempted to do a, a a Cosmo Kramer spinoff, it wouldn't have been as successful. Right, and some spinoffs did try. So, but um, Smart, I kind of want your opinion on the whole uh, fifty million thing. Walking away from how to, how would you look at it? Um, I will say, kind of, to, in related to that, I'm gonna I'm posting it here in the Mixler chat. There's a uh, moment on like the DVD extras where they're trying to get him to put on a hat, and like basically what they're saying is like the hat is like too big. It's like it's too much over his eyes. So, like they keep making him adjust his hat, and I, I know that sounds very trivial, but for like they they fucking they hammered it in. Like they they were so determined to make him fix his hat and have the hat hanging in the right place so you could see his eyes and he could be more presentable on TV. I think it was some, some of that, had to, you know, with him leaving, it had to do with shit like that. Whereas, like, he, you know, you're, you're bothering him over such trivial shit. Just let the man be funny. And it seemed like that was probably one of the things he didn't like about it was, like, you know, you had to do this and say that and, you know, be presentable and all that type of stuff. He just wanted to be funny. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And I'm I'm looking at that right now. Obviously, I, that, it's nine minutes and thirty eight seconds. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but uh, it, 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 like it starts at like six twenty. It's about a minute long or so. But about six twenty. Let me see here. Yeah. Four five forty four six eighteen. A little bit before that. Here, hold on. So, uh, all right, let's let's do the damn thing. As a matter of fact, if y'all good crowd, I'm gonna show you what Wayne is gonna do on Thursday. I'll let you see it before people home see it, cause this shit is incredible. Hold on here. Should start right about now. I don't care. Why is it that bad? Then we're having a whole meeting backstage about what hat I'm supposed to wear. So let's all agree on the hat. I'll take it to the people. <laughs> Some real democracy. Let me see, Andre. We got this hat. Smoking a cigarette. And a hush goes over the crowd. <laughs> no, let's do that. Okay. Hold on. I didn't even look up the corner. Just give my hats a chance. Everybody hate my head so much. I got to have a hat on all the time. Yeah. Word. Word, y'all like this shit? Word, fuck! <laughs> Alright, now this is a hand. I'm just kidding, y'all. Alright, here we go. Y'all sure about this hand? Shit, <laughs> like it should come with a broom or something. Am I a zookeeper in this motherfucker? Anybody feed the animals yet? Uh, <laughs> the crowd has spoken. They sh- 
I'll get back to the 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 thing here, but you know what? This this little thing, this this outtake here proves one thing: how funny he really is, off the cuff, with a crowd, being himself. I mean, like, even though they're bothering him, look at how relaxed he is. He is. Like, he's he is com- in yeah. his element right now. Absolutely. He and he, you know, he didn't. He, there was what five six seconds there where he wasn't involved with the crowd when they were talking to him what a um, he's really he's an engaging person is what he is is. and that that man i i really feel bad that this uh, this show might have been the worst thing for his and and showed to be the worst thing for his career such a talented guy so let's real quick let me go back to this by the way Stop me two hats into the game. All right, but hold on. Let me make sure it takes out. You can't see, can you see my eyes? Just if you can pull it back just a tiny. Can I just be mysterious for one week? (laughs) 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 No. Huh? No. What's so great about my eyeballs, nigga? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's it's mostly visual stuff from here. He's bugging out his eyes and shit. I gotta watch this whole thing, man. I need to. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, oh, it's I'll great. watch that whole thing. Uh, and there's obviously more because that's only part one. <laughs> there's one part. I'll just mention it while we're here. Sure. He was talking about uh, doing Star Search when he was younger, and he was like. <laughs> You guys remember? You remember that guy's name who beat me? You remember who who it was? And they're like, "No, who was it?" And he's like, "Exactly." That <laughs> <laughs> was shit. Who was it? I don't even remember. He was on. I think he was on one of the times with Justin Timberlake. Wow. Interesting. I'm huh? Let's see here. Dave Chappelle, Star Search. Star Star oh, yeah. Search. There it is. Dave Chappelle Star Search. Oh my God! It's actually on. It's only two minutes. Maybe we'll play it at the end of the show. He was also on uh, Death Comedy Jam. That yeah. I remember. He was, wow, he was the youngest comedian ever on Star Search. Let me see if it shows who he's against. If not, I can always just mute the clip and find out when he comes up. Here we go. Here's the clip. Shit. Like, how long could it be? Is it all too? Give me one sec here. Very long. No, it's not really. I don't know who he was against, but here. Let's play the whole sketch he does, because that's actually not long. Hit it. Here. Dave Chappelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll loud it. Don't worry. Give me a minute. I don't know if they've mentioned this. Uh, I was recently on Black Entertainment Television, uh, kind of have a feeling most of you haven't seen that. I, I don't know why. Man, last week I went to the movies. You know what movie I had a problem with? The Batman movie. You guys notice Batman never fights crime in neighborhoods that need it. Yeah. I mean, really, I would love to see Batman fight crime in my neighborhood. I can see it now. just Robin. Yes, Batman. 
Didn't we park the car right here, man? <laughs> DC's a crazy place to grow. I had like the most dangerous job in the District of Columbia. I used to deliver pizzas for Domino's. <laughs> they would rob me every day. I had to get a gun, man. Have you seen a Domino's pizza boy with a gun? I used to bust in people's apartments just, Domino's, freeze! Put the money in the floor, man, get on the floor, don't move! All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you go. And he was against uh, a guy named Kevin Brennan? I believe his name is. Kevin Brennan was the guy's name. Yeah. And <laughs> Guy's name Brennan would play pivotal parts in his life, apparently. Yeah. And mm -hmm. by the way, Dave Chappelle beat him yeah. on this show. I guess eventually he th this was his first appearance. He said so. he lasted like three weeks. Wow. Well, damn, I don't even remember that. But I do remember him on uh, Def Comedy Jam once. And I do, and you know what? Since we haven't talked about any Chappelle movies, let's talk about one real quick. He was in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Ah. Uh. He played Achu. Remember him? Yeah. That was a great movie. Great fuck. That was a fucked up movie, but it was funny. Um, I completely forgot he was in that movie, though. And I forgot he was in Con Air. Damn, you're right. Shit. He was pinball in Con Air. And he was in You've Got Mail. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he was. Yep. <laughs> yes, I have seen that movie. Undercover Brother. Yeah. I like that movie. Blue Streak. Oh, oh, he was hilarious in Blue Streak. Yeah, Screwed. That's a decent movie. But Undercover Brother, I... Believe it or not, I like that movie. Of course you would. Movie Box. gets a lot of shit, but I like it. I love it, man. It honestly, all jokes. It was a throwback. It was it was a throwback. Mm. The music, the everything about. It, I enjoyed it. Yeah, actually, I see. Uh, Weebs just brought that up that he played that was in the uh, Mel Brooks Robin Hood Men in Tights. So there we go. Later joked about the irony of him subsequently becoming more successful than Barney the same year. Chappelle was offered the role in Benjamin Buford in Bubble in Forrest Gump. Concerned the character was demeaning and the movie would bomb. He turned the part the, down the part. He, wow. you know what? Dave Chappelle really does have a lot of fucking pride. I, I really, he's a great guy. I hate, he's, he really is. He sounds like a yeah. great dude. This is like a guy you would want to hang out with, man. Yeah, and I, and honestly, look, you know, people could say, well, what an idiot. I mean. Because, I mean, obviously, Tom Hanks won the Oscars and all that. I mean, Forrest Gump. I mean, and I enjoyed the hell out of Forrest Gump. But I'm glad he actually turned that role down. Because I remember the first time I saw Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. Even I thought that shit. I, I, and I would make jokes about the my shrimp bow, my shrimp bash, my shrimp bash. I mean, yeah, I, I really... mean, that was probably the most ignorant character. I mean, look, obviously, they portrayed him as, like, the best friend. And yeah. Bubbles, my friend. But they also portrayed Bubba as a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They, I mean, they really did. I mean, yeah, I don't give a fuck about the, yeah, black and white, we're friends, and we see, no, no, fuck that. They portrayed him as an idiot. Yeah, and again, Chappelle took his pride before his before money. 
Obviously, yeah. he thought. I mean, and honestly, let's be honest. If he had took that role, his career might have blew up sooner. You never know. Ten years sooner. You never fucking know. But um, all right, I say we get to the characters. We really haven't talked Rick James and Prince, and uh, you know, let's uh, more Rick James. The Prince one is kind of overshadowed by the uh, Rick James. Of course, I'm talking about. You know, wait a minute here. Unmute. There we go. I'm Rick James, bitch. That became, obviously, his main catchphrase. Yes. And he said it yeah. three different ways. But uh, that skit right there, Charlie Murphy, uh, Dave Chappelle did a true Hollywood stories with Charlie Murphy. Yes. This was one of the funniest sketches I think he ever did. There were so many things. Uh, the fact that he called Charlie Murphy darkness. Darkness, everybody. Dark, everyone, darkness is spreading. <laughs> darkness. And, uh, here we go. Because he's really black. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Rich. That's right, Rich. <laughs> ah, darkness. <laughs> and of course, yeah, like Anthony just said, that was... Uh, Charlie Murphy! <laughs> but another famous line from that movie we all know well, from the that movie that uh that sketch was cocaine is a hell of a drug <laughs> and uh for the listeners out there that was in fact the real rick james may he rest in peace yes it was he died shortly after this actually yeah this might <laughs> i mean it's not obvious it's not i'm not laughing at the fact that he died but did this brought relevancy back to Rick James' career? Yeah, you, you, you could debate what kind of relevancy, but it definitely put his name back out in the spotlight. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But um, let me see here. What other what other things do I have? Hold on, let me go here. I got a bunch from that character, obviously, because that character was so big for him. Uh, let's see. Evil mother, black magic, darkness. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, the stick. Here we go. The stickiest of the icky. <laughs> the sticky. You want to smoke with Rick James, bitch? <laughs> Welcome to the China Cup. A China Tang Tang. A China Tang Tang Tang. I wish I had more hands so I could give those titties four thumbs down. This <laughs> is <laughs> a celebration, bitch. Smack it. <laughs> All right, there's a few of those. That, oh, shit, I accidentally got rid of that. That might actually play something again, so whatever. But, uh, yeah, that uh, this was probably... You think this was probably his, like I said, most famous? Like, this really... I mean, people were screaming Rick James bitch in crowds. Yes, I mean, I mean, this is uh, this is going to be synonymous with the show forever and a day. When any anytime the show is referenced, you're gonna hear at some point inevitably Rick James bitch. Mm -hmm. You're gonna hear like I said, everybody has their own personal favorite sketches. You know, we can we'll be here all night talking about random sketches, but Rick James is literally that line is synonymous with the whole that not even the show, his whole career. Yeah, at this point, absolutely. Dev, we'll see. Um, this was another one from it, bitch. Come over here and have sex with Charlie Murphy. I'm Rick James, bitch. 
I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. I'm one of the best singers and one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Uh, well, yeah, just listening to, uh, to, to, to Charlie Murphy tell this story and Rick and, um, you know, Rick James agreeing with obviously, you know, one of you know, the lines. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. But he's telling the story and he's confirming most of it, which is even better. But un-fucking-believable. Then he talks about how Rick James slapped him. Let me see. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was an accident. I was having too much fun. <laughs> I'll offer you a truce. The stickiest of the icky. You want to smoke with the old boy Rick James? <laughs> But that was a great one. And then he ended up doing another one, the next show, because that one was obviously, that one obviously was popular. And he did Charlie Murphy meeting Prince. And he talked about Prince and the revolution beating his ass in a basketball game. Uh, Yeah. Real quick, talk about the Rick James one. Sure, yeah. That came out when I was in eighth grade. (laughs) And... You could tell real quick who was a fan of the show and who wasn't, because we were like we would walk around like the very next day. It was like, what did the five fingers say to the face? And any time somebody didn't know the answer, we would fucking slap them. So many people got slapped that day. Oh, I forgot to play that one. Oh no, I didn't. I got it. All right, yeah, you're right. Slap. Wait a minute, I didn't play that one. Where is it? I know I had it. Motherfucker! God damn it! I missed it. Also, real quick, uh, two things, uh, two skits that I think we should talk about before we uh, wrap this up. Mm-hmm. The uh, I actually forgot the, one of them, but <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong and the making the band skit. Yeah, and we also you're right; those two, and we also need to bring up great moments in hookup history. <laughs> oh shit! The the Tupac skit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was season three. That was like one of the only worthwhile things about season three, in my opinion. Was that the first or the second one on season three? First episode. The first one on season three. Give me a minute. I'll yeah. try to. Uh, I posted it in the uh, Mixler chat. There's a list here of all the skits and all the episodes what it, when they happened. Oh, you didn't. And it's weird. I don't even know why they can. Didn't they? Did uh, smart? Wasn't that last DVD like the lost episodes? Because it was only like three episodes. Uh, that was the only one I didn't buy. I had I had the first season. I had the second season. You said fucking. It's not Chappelle's show. No. <laughs> it was not. It was Charlie Murphy and Darnell out there introducing stuff from yeah that shit. So let's see. Let me get this Tupac one here. They um, basically were doing like a live shoot interview <laughs> about why Dave wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. I think at one point Donnell goes, I'm not rich bitch anymore. I'm broke bitch. Yeah, but you know what? Broke they also. That's how, and that's how they ended the show. And they also showed a lot of skits that kind of showed leading up to Dave leaving. They did the one where, you know, everybody was asking him for money and charging him more for things. And you could almost see him. Breaking down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Breaking down, exactly. It, it was almost. You know, what do they say? Art imitating life? Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Was art imitating life. Yeah. In this whole whole show. Oh, God, he did that. He did Chuck Taylor one more time. So. Yeah, and the funny yeah, and the funny thing is about those last couple episodes, because I actually do have all of the episodes, mm-hmm. but I very rarely go back to watch that last, those last episodes, because as funny as some of the skits are, 
it's like you said, it's art imitating. Like, they're almost kind of eerie, eerie to watch because you could almost see, like, in his face, even though they're going for comedy. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at the man's eyes, you could tell, like, it's like some of the shit they had him doing in those last few skits was just like, because uh, he even did interviews, basically said he didn't, I think he was a tidy bowl man in one. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the one that kind of set him off. Yeah, I don't remember. But I've got the uh, thing that um, Smart was just talking about, the Tupac episode here. Yes, one of my favorites. T-shirts, two for $10, man. Hold on here. Tupac lives! <laughs> Let's just say his lyrics were a little bit before their time. Check this out. Exclusive is that new Tupac. Oh, As life turns its pages, Machiavelli here kicking rhymes for the ages. Seen things in stages, wise words spoken by sages. From sky tell the blackberry pages. Your crew don't change us, we'll make you buses pay us. Run up in your spot like CJ from San Andreas. <laughs> I wrote this a long time ago, a real long time ago. Feel me? I wrote this song a long time ago. What's the dopest song I ever wrote? In 94. What can a nigga do? But half the people voted for George W. Can't be true. Wanna choke him, cause he's a snitch. I'm talking about George W. Smith from City Council. He ran in 93 out in Oakland. You probably didn't hear about him. I wrote the song. This song in '94. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing this? Look around the club, see everyone in the place. Showing park love, got a smile on my face. The girl in the miniskirt has bad taste because that shirt don't match. Here's a pudding stain on the back. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> But you didn't even tip And if you hit this table one more time Then the record might skip Might skip I told you Stop hitting the tape made that skit funnier in my opinion is fucking facebook and twitter references yeah that would have that would have been that would have did it that would have did it for me and then follow up follow it up with way back in 94 <laughs> oh god that was a great uh, there's so i mean literally we could probably play every episode so yeah. speaking of like while we're talking about that like a musical skit 
a lot of the musical guests he had were fucking amazing. Like, if you look at, there's a lot of people, they, they just needed a lot. With, there was, like, uh, Mo Steff was on one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, De La Soul, Black Star, The Roots. He had Kanye West on before he went fucking nuts. Like, Erica Badu, White Class. There was so many great musical guests. Mm-hmm. You know what Mo yeah, Steff uh, was on? <clears throat> He was on. He, he, well, he did a musical performance, but he also did the uh, racial draft. Oh no, 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 no! He was on NYPD Blue. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Actually, he did like five or six episodes of NYPD Blue. Yeah, he did. Yes, he's a very talented guy. <laughs> he is, man. Yeah, it's just a lot of these New York guys, dude. New York is like a, a, another LA, but all the actors in the New York shows are all the same. So that's why I can wrap most of them to uh, NYPD Blue. But yeah, you want to play some group? Uh, one of the great moments in hookup history, guys. Oh yes, let's Absolutely. do it. Let's do it. At the Areola Fifty Four Bar and Grill, during the cold November of nineteen ninety nine, twenty three year old Martin Johnson had but one thing on his mind: a piece of ass. That was a big night for me. I've been on an eight-week losing streak, man. I, I needed to pull out a win, and I needed it then. I don't think so. After a night he chalked up to bad calls, with time running out, Johnson had one last fleeting stab at glory. Bartender, I would like another drink. Ashley Evans, affectionately known throughout the league as Smashley Evans, was putting the finishing touches on a newly single party with her friends. And I would like a man. When the bartender took away her keys. Can anybody take this drunk, horny, crazy woman home? At that moment, Johnson heard the eminent whistle from the train of destiny. He's shucking and driving. <laughs> As the pass went up, Johnson sprung into action. It was Jimmy Mackey's ninth interception of the year. Living up to his reputation as one of the bad boys of the league, Johnson was crushed. But they say perseverance is the hallmark of a champion, and Martin Johnson had it in spades. After a night of bad calls, Johnson finally got a penalty in his favor. Johnson employed a trick play, one he hadn't used since his high school days. But it wasn't her scarf. Young Ashley didn't even own a scarf, but was too drunk to realize it. When opportunity and quick thinking meet, the world did that fateful night. Good evening, sir. That's a great moment in hookup history. <laughs> there you go. A great moment in hookup history. Yeah. Another great. And what was the other one you brought up, Smart? You brought up. Another one. Um, making that the band. One, yeah, making the band and uh, when keeping it real goes wrong. Ah, when keeping it real goes. I don't even. I forgot what that one was. But making the band. That's a long one, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty long. But I mean, just I, I didn't necessarily want you to play it. I just kind of talk about it for a little bit. That was fucking amazing. That was the problem. That that skit for me, and Smart. We're talk, we talked about this off air. I think it was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably the most accurate portrayal of Sean P. Diddy Combs that has ever been captured on film. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm closing <laughs> the studio that, that, down. That, that, that footage needs to be preserved. 
The next generation can study it. Be a family unit and love each other. This will never work. That's right, man. That's right. Go out there and get daddy a hit. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Breast milk. <laughs> you <laughs> make my day. Yay. We'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> I can play that. I want to see the part where Dylon. Where's the one where he's this five? Hold on. Where's that? How are you going to choke away? Yeah. Yeah. There. Be a sugar cookie. Hold on here. A sugar cookie, man. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All time. Think about it. Dylon. Man, look, this is not what I got in the music business to be doing, to be a sugar cookie getter. You know, I'm a rapper. Who are the five best rappers of all time? Think about it. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Because I spit hot fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. And the amazing thing about that is, like, we're coming up on like probably 15 years or so from removed from making the band. Mm-hmm. And the only person people remember from that is Dylon, and for that exact reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here we go. It's 100% Cambodian, yeah? Cambodian breast milk. It's the real shit. Breast milk. You made my day. For those who don't know, a Warriors reference, we've done that movie. Check it yeah. out. It is on uh, YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Check that out. Not only am I going to open the studio up, I'm sending you in there with the legend. That's right, Wyclef, playboy. No disrespect, I wanted to work with Wyclef more, more than I wanted to work with Puff. Yo, Dylan, you ready to get it started, baby? All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, let's get to the breast milk song. Where is that? Did I miss it? Was it before the he got the breast milk? I think it's after the white cloth part. I'm looking for it here. And just because we're talking about P. Diddy, I feel obligated contractually to say, take that, take that. (laughs) And by the way, we have to bring up the robot guy. Every now and then, a guy would just, you'd be sitting there and the guy would come down, he's just being a robot. Just doing the robot. (laughs) And for some reason, like, Tyrone Begum's knew he was. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, it's Carl, what's up Carl? (laughs) You know who that is? Mm. That? That, that's a Vanguard one's uh, second cousin twice removed. Nice. <laughs> nice. I can't find that song. Uh, I'm passing it probably, but anyway. Yeah, because it's 11 minutes skit. But uh, suffice to say, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. But uh, it is funny. Yeah, it is. Let me see here. I think I just passed it right there. You got it? Maybe. Surprise kid to school. <laughs> then I take the dump in the back of a movie theater and just wait. Somebody sat in it. Here, squish. 
was funny to me. Then I'd paint, read, and play violin. I climbed the mountains and sang the songs that I like to sing. But I don't got that kind of time. Playboy, playboy. You just gonna comb your hair, playboy? Uh, maybe I'm not there. All right. You just gonna do your taxes, Ness? I could probably find it. I bet if I went to YouTube, I could find it. So while you're looking at, you know, while, while you're looking for that, I wanted to bring up a point to you guys about the uh, skits, or ask you a question, I should say. Mm -hmm. In terms of longevity, in terms of, like, uh, replay value, do you think these uh, skits overall stand the test of time? In terms of, like, just being funny? Like, in other words, these skits are, are you know, over 10 years old at this point, some of them. Mm -hmm. do, do you think, like, 20, 30 years from now, like, they'll still have, like, the same replay value? Culturally? Oh yeah. If 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 people still have a fucking sense of humor, yes. Yeah. What if that's you smart? Most of them. Like I mean, he didn't really reference anything that was too you know, niche at the time, like stuff that wouldn't stand the test of time. There wasn't a lot of references like about that. Like <laughs> Like, people might forget about the R. Kelly stuff, but everything else he does a good job of, like, explaining prior to the skit. Yeah, like what he's going for, yeah. Yeah, he provides enough context that, you know, anybody can watch it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and still be able to get why it's funny. And uh, I, I have to respectfully disagree. You don't forget getting pissed on smart. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, don't forget, you don't forget reading a story about a dude pissing on a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> what?! I mean, even that, if, even if you don't know, like, what happened with R. Kelly, the, just the song itself is funny enough. Yeah. Only thing make my life complete is when I turn your face into a toilet seat. Yeah. And, you piss on you. And, and plus, remember, the, these kids, this generation has a little thing called Google and YouTube. Yeah. That we didn't have way back when. Yeah, exactly. So they even, do. like I said, and that's the thing, like, even if you don't have context, all you got to do is get on your computer and go, R. Kelly, piss. All you type <laughs> and then all of this information will come up. Yeah. 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 You're breaking up a little bit, dude. Me? No, Anthony. Um, yeah. uh, you're still breaking up a little bit, but that's it's all right. You've entered a tunnel. You've entered the you've entered <laughs> the twilight zone. Imagine if you will. You're doing so fucking well. Nah, you're it. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You are good, sir. Do not worry. You're back. But uh, here, do you want to... Uh... <laughs> we could play some piss on you. Fuck it. What I, was well, I mean, like, yeah, I feel like here. if we don't play it, it'd be like, what was all the fuss about? Here, the remix. I, I've got the remix here. It's 52 seconds. Yeah. Let's do it. Here. Might be an ad. Let me see. Nope. <laughs> I'll pick you up from the club, take you home to make some love. Got a surprise, close your eyes, I'm gonna cover you with suds. I'ma give you some poo poo, I'ma give you some pee pee, I'ma give you some poo poo, wash it down with some wee wee. This is the remix edition of a song about pissing. I got the pee and we can make it in the juice in the kitchen. Yes. 
I'm serious. I really do want to piss on you. <laughs> there you go. There's that one. I know it was bad quality, but I hope you guys could all hear it. But and what? How amazing is it? I don't know what it is, but whenever he would put on like the prosthetics and the makeup, isn't mm-hmm. it amazing how eerie Dave Chappelle could make himself look like somebody else? Yeah. Whether it was Prince, Rick James, R. Kelly with the ball cap and the goatee, it was kind of eerie in some time, in some uh, some of those episodes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Bobby just tried to call, and for some reason, it won't let me. Add him to the group call. So give me. A oh yeah! By the way, uh, if you do want to call in, like Bobby, yeah, loyal listener of the show, four six nine two zero six four four six six, four six nine two zero six four four six six, or Skype in THT podcast. There you go. I might try to call Bobby back. See if I can add him to the call. Bobby is a good fucking man. Yes, he <laughs> is. Let's see if I can find him here. Okay, uh, let me see. Uh, Smart, got him. Nope. You guys are both still there. Don't worry about it. Yep. Uh, hey, uh, Smart, do you uh, have any uh, auxiliary thoughts about uh, Mr. Dave Chappelle and these skits we might have missed? Not, not about a skit, but I, I will say is I, what I think made him so good, like just beyond the delivery, it was like he had the best fucking facial responses and mannerisms. Like, just one of the funniest things for me was just him throwing an uppercut. Like, he did it a couple times during the show, but the way that he did the uppercut was so fucking hilarious. It's just every time I see it, it gets me. Yeah, you know, honestly, and don't even laugh, but it, it honestly always used to make me think of Street Fighter 2. <laughs> like, say, like, seriously. <laughs> like, we were talking about the love contract earlier. And he, like, he, he uses a condom and he shoots it into the garbage. Kobe! That's <laughs> like a jump shot motion. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, yeah, just man. some of his movements were just so fucking hilarious. Like, everything. Like, he just, everything that he did, from yeah. delivery to the facial reactions to his mannerisms, they're just so fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a comic from head to toe. His facial expressions, he, just everything about him, yes. he was a comic. Yeah. Put it to you like this. Every time I saw Dave Chappelle throw a punch, I always felt the need to yell, a Dugan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> also, for what it's worth, just a bit of trivia. Like in 2014 or 2015, mm-hmm. he was uh, doing stand-up. He was torn with Hannibal Buress, and I would have loved to have seen that show. That had to have been fucking incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Hannibal Buress. He's kind of exposed himself to be kind of a one-hit wonder in every sense of the word. Not at all. No, have you... I don't know. Have you actually heard his stand-up? He's fucking great. He is good. I've heard him on a uh, Joe Rogan show a few times, and he's... He's good. I mean, I mean, he's not... He's not the worst I've ever heard, but it's like, yeah. He's hit and miss for me sometimes. Eh, most comics are. Um... Alright, let's do this. Um... I got some Tyrone Bigums clips here if you want to hear some of those another character the crackhead character of uh dave chappelle is it from the first episode all Uh, of my favorite cartoon characters they're they're from all over this will make us uh think of a few episodes that he's done because he did a few um like the anthrax episode where he (laughs) was snorting it putting it all over his gums well you just mentioned joe rogan he did uh 
Tywin Biggums was on his Fear Factory skit. Yeah, he did. And he also did the great pair of New York boobs. <laughs> that one, like, they, they, there's not too much to talk about on that one, but that one is just so fucking silly just that I love way, it. Just the way he, you've got a <laughs> great pair of... Gives, at one point he gives, like, the button for great New York boobs to, like, just a fat dude. And he's yeah. staring at him. And the oh. guy's like, what the fuck? It's the way he says... You've got a great pair of New York bibs. It's just like it's perfect. Fellas, what about <laughs> what about the first black man to use a white toilet? Y'all got you guys remember that skit? Yeah, I do remember that. Oh. <laughs> I wanna see if I can find the New York boobs. Oh my god. You see I, I know black people was another good one. You wanna talk about offensive shit. He did the like the roots gag reel. Oh, that was hilarious. Yes. I told you not to, Nick, I told you shit was about to get worse. <laughs> He's up there, and then he jumps down, and he, and the, the funniest part of that sketch is he, when he's doing the, you know, your name is Toby, Kunta, and he jumps off and starts beating up the guy. I told you he was scared of me. The funniest part, though, is when he jumps back up there and immediately goes right to the face. <sighs> <laughs> I, and I, oh my god, just imagine, think of this, fellas. As funny as the shit that made air, you know, Comedy Central and the archives and what guys, oh my god, probably got fucking hours upon hours of stuff that was probably too offensive to really make air. Oh, yeah. But they just sitting on top of it, and I hope one day we kind of see it. I oh, hope yeah. it Here you go, back to day. the uh, New York boobs. Boy, she had some sweet New York boobs. <laughs> way he says it is excellent new york boobs and uh box i don't i know you're not a big hip-hop guy but uh two of my favorite musical performances from the show i don't know if you all know if you got those clips saved was that uh, a most death episode mm-hmm. and uh de la soul those two episodes in terms of music those are probably my two favorite musical guests on the show yeah i skipped past some of the music most of the music yeah, I know you're not a hip hop guy, but I, yeah. I, I, that's another underrated aspect of the show that I really appreciate. Oh, he had you could, you could, some of the guests he had, mm-hmm. you could tell like Dave Chappelle is a fan of true hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely had a lot of at that time. They were really big acts on that show. Like Smart said earlier, he had a lot of fucking really big acts on that show, and he did, man. At that time, those were all the popular acts. Yeah, and yeah, and he also had some a lot of under you know like I'm. I don't want to say underground, but guys that didn't have a lot of buzz to them that are, but that are really fucking good. Killer Mike, uh, the Roots, uh, Common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell, even CeeLo Green made an early, he, he made an appearance in early 2004 before he kind of blew up. Wow. And Common now is another guy who's doing movies. So, yeah, he was in, um, what was that movie? Uh, now You See Me. Yeah. And he's done a couple more. Barbershop. The yeah. last one. Yeah, he's the newest one. I haven't seen, have, have you did, did you see the newest one? Uh yeah. You did? No, I mean, it, I, uh. yeah, I get this is a little sidetrack. I mean, it's certain I can already though. tell you're working so hard to try to defend this movie. Which one? The Barbershop? Yes. I'll yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm not going to defend it at all. I I just think certain movies don't need sequels. <laughs> Definitely. I want to see Look, I like I'll, I'm going to be honest and I've said before I like stupid I like both Barbershops so far. I have not seen the new one. I probably need to check it out. Is it already on DVD? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. Then I'll 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 get it. <laughs> we'll just in case, we'll in leave case it at the that. Is listening. Yeah. Always feel like somebody watching you, box. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of every now and then, you know, you know, you know. Always feel like somebody is watching me. There you go. And we were gonna play some Tyrone Biggums. Y'all want to do a little bit of Tyrone Biggums just to uh, familiarize yourself? Let's see here. What, what, what do we got? Is this a five o'clock free crack giveaway? <laughs> you know what dog food tastes like? Do you? It tastes just like it smells. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> it's me, baby. It's Tyrone. Oh God. Let's see, I got a few more here. Y'all act like crack is so bad. <laughs> I got more. Of course I have more. Let me see. Where's the one I want to do here? Just to get us high for hours. I'm Tyrone Biggum. I heard that I can win a lot of money and I get a pig testicle done with all the fixings. <laughs> gotta play to win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but now cocaine comes in a delicious shape. Red balls. Red balls. It gives me wings. Red balls was another amazing fucking sketch, man. Another amazing one. Let's see. Hurry up, girl. I'm gonna do my turn. Grab that penis. Suck them juices off. Suck it. <laughs> Tons of fucking great ones from that one. I don't know if I got another one. Let's see. Bill's never back with Joe Rogan. I'm trying to get some crack rocks. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan was on a, 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 what, three of these? Two of these, maybe? Yeah, like two. Yeah. And, and there, uh, <laughs> there's a part where he tells the kids, like he's speaking to the children, mm-hmm. he tells them how to get crack. Yes. <laughs> it's like, now we all know that we can go see Jamie on the east side. He's telling the kids how to get crack, where to get crack. Fucking everything that that again that was a great character he came up with. Uh, Dave Chappelle really was fucking brilliant when it came yes. to uh, these characters. He really got into them. Uh, the, the Sam Jackson character we played that whole sketch, but I mean, I mean that was another big one. I heard people in bars doing that. Bill Burr was saying on his podcast that Dave was screaming so loud that his fucking eardrums started bleeding. Dude, well... (laughs) No, I can't stop yelling, because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. (laughs) That's why. So, yeah, that was another... This character was great, though. The Sam Sam Jackson character. I loved this fucking sketch. So, like I said, man... I don't know. Dave Chappelle, he, he just was like that cool teacher that taught you when you didn't even realize you were learning shit. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if, if that's another way to kind of look at it. Like you, honestly, like especially now, like when you were looking at it when you were younger, if you were like like high school age, middle school, you didn't get this. You probably didn't really get the significance of what you were watching at the time. Yeah, that only comes with age and time. But looking back on some of this stuff, as like I said, over the top and hilarious as some of it was, if you really pay attention and really like really watch and pay attention to what he's saying. Fucking, it's fucking brilliance, man. Literally, it's it it's is. all it's brilliance. And uh, we brought up the uh, player haters earlier, the player haters. So here's a few from that, just to uh, familiarize ourselves here. 
the play of haters ball gives us an opportunity to hate on a diverse array of muck-ass mucks, trick-ass mucks, punk bitches and skip-scap skanks and scallywags. Sounds like they're making fun of wrestling fans. <laughs> Here we go. Fuck nasty, you are so dark. When you touch yourself, it's like black on black crime. <laughs> you, I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. Next nigga say something while I'm talking is getting shot. Please believe that. And you know. Yeah, Eddie Griffith was in some of these. That's awesome, though, that he was. Well, well, well. I don't know if he has it. The most diabolical haters this side of the Mississippi. Buck Nancy, what can I say about that suit? That hasn't already been said about Afghanistan. <laughs> it looks bombed out and depleted. You corny! I like the song the girl sings, Papa Don't Preach. I got a song for you too, Mitch. It's called Daughter Don't Sing. <laughs> Beautiful on the weekends does stunts for Little Richard and gay movies. Uh, there you go. There was some of that. What other characters do we have here? We have uh, We have any more from this? Wait a minute. We got a couple more from that character. Killer Mama got one big titty and one little titty. And they call the bitch Biggie Small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. excuse me. I have to put some water in Buck Nasty's mama's dish. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get some of the, uh, we never got to some of the Prince ones. Here we go. Assemble your crew. <laughs> Computer Blue. Good hustle. Shoot it! Bitches. Darling Picky. Would you like to come to my house and listen to some music? <laughs> this bores me. Game. Ow! <laughs> Purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. There you go. And of course, I have a whole thing of him doing um, Little John. What? Little John. What? Little John. What? Little John. What? Little John. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Damn. There you go. And of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about this website is they actually put Little John so you could compare it. Here. Chappelle. What? Little John. What? Chappelle. What? Little John. What? <laughs> Chappelle. What? Little John. What? And honestly, it's all about, all in the pitch. I mean, he's probably like one of the easiest people to imitate on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, and, and he's proof positive. Him and Daniel Bryan are proof positive that you don't need to have a, a big time vocabulary to be successful in this world. Just come up with a word or two mm -hmm. that people can chant. That's easy. I don't know. I don't know what that says about the kind of like educational practices of the world. Maybe like the, uh, people's intelligence is going down if they only feel the need to they can chant like one word. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Affirmative. Huh? Roger. Yeah. What? Melting down. <laughs> and of course uh, the one last character I have on this board here is Tron let's see here 
And a banana cognac, bitch! <laughs> Get out of my face, nigga! Look at me, America! Look how Tron is living! Big ass titties. <laughs> that was another line that became huge. That was another line, the way he said titties. Everybody was saying that. I call this a Tron special. Niggas is wildin'! Yeah, he was in the uh, Mad Real World sketch. So, goddamn, dude. Th th all I can say about this show was racy as hell, edgy as hell. Dave Chappelle did what he wanted to do. Obviously, the kind of comedy that he felt was, you know, him. And went out there and gave it his all. I'm, you know, kind of, Dave Chappelle was the guy that went out there and left 110% with the crowd. Yeah. You know? So I, like I said, I watched all these shows. I said last week, but it was actually this week I think I watched all these. So, you know, yeah. I, um, I never found one episode that I didn't like. Every episode had something memorable about it or something I remembered. Like, oh, shit, I remember someone talking about this or this or this. Every single episode, except, of course, season three. But all of season one and two, you will find episodes that, that, that you've heard. They've become, you know, sound bites, clips, obviously. Yeah. It, it was so easy for me to find clips of the of the Chappelle show. Yeah, That's why I had yeah. so many. Yeah, that's kind of sad that, like you said, we can never... Just because of the climate we live in, they can't. They can never bring it back. I mean, no. Even no. It, 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 even if I don't even know the current relationship between uh, Comedy Central and Dave Chappelle, because they, 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 they barely play the reruns anymore for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But it's like, man, even if they were, even if they were to bring them back, it, it would be so watered down that it wouldn't even. It, it would almost be like say, it would almost be like WWE bringing back ECW 2.0. It, it, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it, it it really wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. There, there, there'd be this show. Watered down isn't even the word. It would be stripped of funniness. Yeah, I, yeah. I guarantee you. Like the first skit of the first episode would be like you'd have fucking the parents, you'd have moms, you'd have the moms against Dave Chappelle on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. You'd have so many people bitching because everybody would be offended. Every race, every group. Would have an anti defamation league, Italians, black. You'd have black people fucking protesting against Dave Chappelle. Yeah, pretty much. You'd have everybody doing it, man. <laughs> but just an amazing fucking show. Smart, give us your opinion on uh, the Chappelle show overall. Obviously, a big fan. Oh, definitely. You know, I was thinking it's a, it's a weird comparison to make, but I kind of think that. It was like our generation or my generation's like Monty Python, because there's like a lot of people like you know you can there's a lot of stuff you can quote in Monty Python and there's a lot of stuff I mean to this day I could still quote everything from Chappelle's show. Yeah, I never you, you, you kind of could put him as a, a Monty Python type of uh, I, I see where you're coming from because I've I've seen all the Monty Pythons the uh, what was it the Holy Grail Life of Brian. Meaning of life, I love all those. But uh, yeah, I, I I can definitely see your uh, your comparison there. 
He might have been because no one really got to experience the real, you know. Yeah, you guys didn't really have a Monty Python. I th- those were in my time. And I, like you said, like every episode, there's something memorable that happens. Mm-hmm. Sans season three, of course, but every episode, there's there's some type of iconic character or skit that you'll remember about it. Yeah, and there might even be one in season three. To, to be honest with you, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I there were so many sketches in that one that were just really. When you watch that third season and you see Charlie Murphy and Darnell come out, you're kind of kind of takes a little away from you. You're like, what the fuck is going on? But then you remember, oh, yeah, Dave Chappelle left the fucking show, basically like walked away from everything. So, and and and, and it also shows how like just how root how ruthless the fucking the, the entertainment business is. How they'll prostitute you to the bitter end. I mean, I mean, rather than shelve the footage, they was just like, fuck it. We 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 taped it, we filmed it, we own it. We gonna get some money off this motherfucker. So we gonna we gonna find a way to kind of like uh, repurpose this footage. Oh, I mean, and then they put it out there, and just they just had them out there. It's like the, like the fucking puppets to say, hey, Dave's not here, so we got you guys. People kind of like you. They think you're funny. You're not Dave Chappelle funny, but you'll do you know you'll do the trick. You'll do the trick. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, you know, again, going back to the you know the, the fact that he walked out on that much money, I I would go with more respect for him doing it. In my you know th- th- that's my opinion. Some people are gonna absolutely look at that as holy shit, what a crazy motherfucker! He must have lost his fucking mind. I look at it as like I said, a self pride thing. The guy holds a lot of you know dignity. And uh, you really can't fault him for standing up for something he believes in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, he walked away from the show. But, yeah, even, you know, my memory sucks. We all know this. But even season three, I'm sure, had a few things in it that uh, were really good that I just don't remember. It it wasn't bad. It just just was um, sad, you know, because it's a little final two cents on this piece here. I feel like, you know, in a weird way, Chappelle's show was the end of an era for uh, just just, just a, 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 a strong black presence on TV. Hmm. Now, just hear me out here. Because, um, you know, the 90s into the early 2000s, there was a strong, heavy emphasis on black people, you know, just like, you know, ensemble shows that were based around African-Americans. And then somewhere along the way, it stopped. Now, look, you can debate, well, some things were, you know, uh, buffoonery, coonery, whatever, what have you. But the point was, it was a strong presence, and it, it was versatile. Every sh- It wasn't about, like, everybody's a clown, everybody's a thug, everybody plays into, like, these stereotypes that people have of black people. Like, nowadays, it's fucking trash. It's fucking garbage. I'm fu- I'm sorry. I've never watched an episode of Love of Hip Hop. Fuck that show. Fuck that piece of shit. It, it just seems like every show now is just like a caricature of this is how black people act. You don't see fucking Fresh Prince and Martin. You don't see Martin. You don't see Living Sin. You don't see a, a different world. Let me let, 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 let me say this. That was a good fucking show. I understand like the whole Cosby connection, but fuck that. that if you look at the history of the show... He was hardly on it past the first season. It became his own individualized show. Mm. And more people 
more African Americans went to college because of that fucking show. And then it's like all of a sudden, we can't have niggas going to school. We can't have niggas going to school, so we gotta cancel that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> world, less, more different world, less, more different world, less love and hip hop. Fuck that. Uh, what's Fifi? What the fuck is that bitch name? Fifi, Fei Fuck that shit. Real Housewives <laughs> of Miami. Suck, suck my dick. Me Meanwhile, that, that show crushes raw every week. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'll be in that. <laughs> That's in the creative process. Uh, WWE's creative process. Uh huh. I'm serious because I mean that's in there. I mean, like I said, I haven't. But that people showed me. But that people showed me. But that's that shows a fucking embarrassment. I'm sorry. It's a fucking embarrassment. Pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I've I've never watched it. I've seen a few clips here and there. And I'm kind of surprised because like yeah. I watched, like yeah. I watched, like yeah. I watched Total Bellows the other day. Which I gotta watch I'll, it. Actually, the episode is on. I'm YouTube. planning on. I heard you going off on the scene. Yeah, I'm stuff. planning on bringing it up Sunday on uh on the uh, wrestling show. So I won't bring it up tonight. But I did watch Total Bellas, and holy fuck! That make apparently. The, uh, well, um, doesn't make him look very good. I should say no, no, John, uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. He's a fucking freak. And I know that, oh, the show is scripted. It's a written show. I know. I know. I'm not stupid. But it's, listen, John Cena's not fucking, look, this is not De Niro. John Cena. <laughs> Nobody's that good. John Cena's <laughs> acting chops aren't that good. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, come on. His acting chops aren't that good. This is not something that John Cena can pull off. So, I believe the guy's just really a fucking freak. He, what's his is his, and don't touch it. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched it yet. I, I barely watched uh, Total Divas. I, I just have no interest in those. But it, it, it's kind of funny that WWE will... I mean, I, I don't know if they, maybe they don't have a choice in the matter, but I'm actually surprised they would actually sign off on letting Cena, that poster boy, be portrayed in a negative light. Especially if you watch him on WWE's television. Oh, it's all about the kids and the charities and my, you know, moms and apple pie. And you see him on this show and he kind of comes across as a douche. That's kind of like weird that they would sign off on it. I... That clear, I mean, clearly you would think he would have to sign... Had to uh, like go to WWE and say, eh, maybe we shouldn't show this. Oh, shit. definitely, yeah. They're they're definitely would have to go to. Um, yeah, they would definitely have to do that. I don't understand why they would do it either, because he just he's a douchebag in this fucking show. I mean, he literally treats Daniel Bryan like he's a little bitch. Hey, but <laughs> I mean, I guess like I said, we'll save it all for Sunday. But I will say this. Daniel Bryan, you could tell he's a savage, man. Like, people say that he can't talk this, that. Daniel Bryan gives zero fucks. <laughs> and when he really wants to, he can fuck your self-esteem up. Yeah. He really can. Yeah. Yeah, but he, I mean, he really didn't, I mean, he didn't lay in the Cena or anything like that. But, uh, you know, by the end of the show, he, I'm not going to say he was standing up to him, but he was, he was definitely sticking up for his wife, Bree, who... Let's face it, just 
Bree's the better looking Bella just because of the person she is. Nikki is a sad human being. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, they're both sad. They really beings. are. Like, they are where they are because they fucked a bunch look, of people. I understand they're both not great, but if, like, you had to choose, it'd be great if you could put, like, the thoughts of Bree into Nikki's ass because Nikki's got a great ass, but Bree is, like, more down-to-earth. And maybe Daniel Bryan made her that way, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people always put over Bree as the nice one, and, and that may be... She definitely comes across mm-hmm. that way, just based on how she lives and how she carries herself. She doesn't say stupid shit like, uh, uh, it's a struggle to pay my fucking phone bill and all of this shit. People don't know how hard I work getting on planes and paying my uh, T-Mobile bill. It's my- <laughs> Fuck you. But, um... <laughs> um I will never. It will never stop being funny to me. The fact that fucking Daniel, they fell in love at a gangbang. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Could you imagine telling your kid, uh, little Jimmy, that story when he's eighteen? Yeah, I met mom in a gangbang, son. <laughs> just, just the way that she looked at me when Batista's dick was in her ass. I knew I had to marry this girl. <gasps> oh God! As the way she arched that back. <laughs> And went, oh, and, oh, Lord, that 360 she did? Oh, well, I don't want to go, I don't want you to uh, put those kind of thoughts in your mind in your head, but. It was woo! the way she looked up at Seamus when she was, when she had that, when he was fucking her face, and she had his eyes. Those eyes were beautiful, child. On the positive, Daniel Bryan can teach both of them body training at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to use the toilet, not somebody's face, Brie. <laughs> Oh God! Now, how funny would it be, like you know, if uh, if Sheamus and uh, Daniel Bryan they kind of hanging out one day? I wonder, is, does that come up sometime? Like, hey, how's Bree doing? Oh, I know how she's doing. Mm, yeah. Like, I mean, how do you how do you have conversations with a dude that you know fucked your wife at some point, and you was there, you was a like I don't know. That's just like I don't know. Yeah, I'm willing to bet <laughs> that's uh, why I fucked your wife, you bearded yeah, mother. I'm willing to bet that doesn't come up much in conversation. I, I mean, still, like, even if, even if it doesn't come up in conversation, just to see the dude on a regular basis would just fuck that would my suck. head up. Like, that would suck big time. To have to just look at that guy and be like, yeah, she was fucking him when I met her. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, have any of you gentlemen ever been that good of a friend with somebody? Oh, dude, I'm a good wingman, but I'm not that good of a wingman. No, I, I, I can honestly say, I guess I don't have the worldly experience to say that I've dated somebody after seeing them get gangbanged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a decent wingman, but that's just that's just crazy. Let's see. Smart posted a highlight from season three in here. Let me check that out real quick. Give me a second. As we get back to the show. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely play it. It's like 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm just getting something to uh, I'm actually the R. Kelly, the R. Kelly piss on you. So we can play that at the end of the show here. Uh, also, real quick, if anybody in the chat has something that they want us to cover before we wrap it up, go ahead and yeah, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Here, let's play this quick 17-second. Uh, a second here. Quick 17-second skit that Smart played. Here we go. And now, a hip-hop news break with Chuck Taylor. Hello, I'm Chuck Taylor. Today, critics say that Dre fell off. How, nigger, his last album was The Chronic. 
Jesus. He did a couple of those in the, in the hip-hop news mm-hmm. breaks where he's just like, <laughs> he presented hip-hop lyrics as news yeah. breaks, and that, that was great. Yeah, he, he, listen, he was a brilliant guy. It looks like he's back to doing some sort of stand-up. Uh, Anthony said that every now and then he just shows up at clubs and they let him up there because he's fucking Dave Chappelle. But... Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, and I really hope he starts doing more. I'd like to see Dave Chappelle make a big comeback in a big way. To be honest, yes, yeah. The world, the world needs a Dave Chappelle comeback more than a fucking. Uh, the world Chris does a Dave, d- does definitely need a Dave Chappelle comeback. I hope he comes back with the same kind of humor he did on this kind of show. The world could use a lightning up. He he has Ferguson material. Like, I, he's done a bit about Ferguson. You guys need to check it out on YouTube. I, I don't have a link directly, but he there is plenty of things for him to talk about right now, and he talks about all of them. Good. Good, man. He should. It, listen, he's all, he, he, I don't know. This is the kind of guy you want doing comedy. It, it was funny he did Gallagher because, you know, uh, Anthony brought up <laughs> what's Black Gallagher's favorite it was, game? Black. Gallagher. I know it was funny he did the Black Gallagher though because he is you know Anthony mentioned Seinfeld earlier, and Seinfeld yeah. really did sort of take Gallagher's gimmick and run with it. Gallagher was the observational humorist, the observational comic, until you know uh, he really got deep into some of his stuff. He was very political. Um, so Dave Chappelle sort of is the Black Gallagher. It was ironic that he did it because he kind of is that, that Black Gallagher guy with the observational humor. And that's kind of who Seinfeld is. So really it's the same sort of, you know, thing there. It's, it's, it, it was very weird that he did that character. Because it's it's almost fucking true. So, I don't know what else we got, guys. Oh, you just—I uh, uh, don't know if this is the same clip that Smart was talking about, but I actually did find a uh, YouTube clip of uh, Dave Chappelle talking about a uh, Ferguson and gay protests. Yeah, it is. There's a <laughs> quick commercial. Let me hit mute real quick and pass the commercial. It's a thirty-second commercial. So give me a second to pass, or actually about 30 seconds. Oh, skip, and here we go. Speaking of Black Gallagher, he had his his delivery down to a fucking science. Like, he he was so good at being able to emulate what Gallagher did. Like, the whole cadence. Yeah. Osama bin Laden, we're like Osama bin Yeah. He did. He really did. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, he, like I said, he really was sort of that Black Gallagher observational humor over the top Gallagher did a little more well how should I put this popcorn bubblegum humor he was uh, he was a safe well guy. at that time that's what was making the money so you know let's uh let's quickly check this out it's I'm not gonna play all two minutes of it but we'll see what we got here I, I imagine a lot of people here are very rich is that true? Yeah, this yeah, quality is really bad. Yeah, I don't know. I actually yeah, it's in like super yeah. mono. So search it yeah. out, guys. It's uh, he's got some more stuff. Just 
basically type in Dave Chappelle 2014, 16. Uh, yeah, because for some reason I would have, I had some clips on standby. Now, this one I actually never watched. Maybe Smart can give us a little bit of background on it. But apparently uh, Dave Chappelle, this is a, uh, he pissed uh, Key and Peel. They've been doing my show for five years. Hmm. Have you seen this skit, Smart? I actually ha- I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I did see it while I was searching YouTube for clips. I'm really interested about it. Yeah, I'm actually going to pull it up. Give me one second. Are those the, you for oh, a second. Okay, those aren't the guys I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, they did like the uh, Family Matters skit, the um, yeah. substitute skit. I, 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 I know who the, the one guy is. The bald guy, I definitely know who he is. He's been in a ton of things. That's Keegan-Michael Key. That's right, Key. right. Um, the other guys, Jordan Peele, they were on Mad TV mm-hmm. together. That's how they got their start. Then they moved on from there. It's interesting that he would say that they're doing what he was doing because, like, they're they have a very unique feel to their show. Like, they do satires and they use like very specific, like satires of certain films and like things like that. Like, they do like murders, murder mysteries, and things like that. They, they do a very detailed parody of things so they're kind of just they've updated is what they've done so all right all right like they'll do cop shows and they'll have like the type of cinematography that you would expect from a cop Mm -hmm. show like they're very detail oriented Uh, cool yeah definitely yeah i did post a clip by the way it's a minute and a half uh let me see here let me go to it real fast i think one of their one of their most famous skits was like they were at a party with their girlfriends and they like got super far away from them and they were like so she was telling me to do something and I said bitch <laughs> but then like they keep doing it to where they get farther and farther away from them like at one point they're underwater and then another point they're in space hmm. it's like I said bitch <laughs> yeah. let's see let me check the quality on this real quick appeal through my show for the last five fucking years Wu-Tang <laughs> Wu-Tang. How many years has it been since Block Party? I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know. God damn, nigga. I, I look like fucking Morgan Freeman. It's been a long time since he's seen me in New York. You know, I'm just stalling. And black lives do matter. The fucking crowd is amazing. Say that. <laughs> All right, from here he goes there. Yeah? <laughs> do matter. And the best way to show people that black lives matter is to live a good black life. As Kanye West once said, my life is dope, and I do dope shit. Hey, yeah. This is Dave Chappelle, man. This is a fucking legend. This is a legend. New York City. Wow, he's kind of doing the Jim Brewer thing where he's mixing the music and the comedy, huh? That, that basically what he's on with this little deal here is kind of like similar to what he did to uh, Dave, what he did with uh, Dave Chappelle's block party. Right, right, but. Jim Brewer does that heavy metal comedy and all that shit where he's got a band behind him and eh, 
cool. Good for him. I yeah. definitely want to see more of Dave Chappelle. And it looks like we will. Yeah. Because he's coming back. He's probably just, he's, you know, he, he's probably at a, in a place where he can just pick and choose his own spots. Yeah. Which is a good place to be. Yeah. So. He lives modestly. I'm pretty sure that he still has plenty of that Comedy Central mm-hmm. money <laughs> sitting around. I would guess so. Uh, so on that note, you guys got anything else or should we, uh, roll it from here? Wrap it up. Wrap it up, bitch. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. Let's wrap it up, I guess. Uh, THT Movie Review. You can find us on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, Twitter. Just look up THT Movie Review. You'll find us all there. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. We're here every Friday night at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And don't ever forget to check out uh, the THT Wrestling Podcast. We are uh, we are on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock p.m. Sometimes 9.30. I'm not sure what time Shaheen... He wanted to change it. He may not. I don't know. Let's go with 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday nights. Check us out this Sunday. We will be on doing a little uh, weekend episode. You can check us out right here on Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. Anthony, Smark, what else you got to say before we end this shit? I'm Rick There James. you go. All right. And, of course, it wouldn't be a call-in for me if I didn't mention Taylor Hendricks. So, I love you. Marry me sometime. We're going to get this shit sorted out. There you go. And on that note, will be your I'm going to go ahead and play Dave Chappelle doing R. Kelly. Piss on you. Enjoy the song, everybody. It is playing. Have fun. Later. Say roll around, sitting on doves, count my hours, high on shrubs, cooling in my escalade. Man, I'm paid, I got it made. Take me to your special place. Close your eyes, show me your face. I'm gonna piss on it. Stains. I want to pee in your food. Oh, you're telling to make my life completed when I turn your face to a toilet seat. I want to pee on you. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll pee on you. I'll piss on you. Haters wanna hate. Lovers wanna love. I don't even want none of the above. I want to piss on you. Yes, I do. I'll piss on you. I'll pee on you. Won't you break my head? Won't you break my head? I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna fall on you.